All right, what's going on, all you beautiful people? Now, it does sound like I'm whispering. It's because my voice is terrible, and I'm going to get through this as quick as I can. We're on our 21st time trying to get through this without coughing in your ear. Um, I gave up on the sniffles, um, and so if I talk a little bit slower and a little bit lower and I sound like we're on Southern NPR, then uh, sorry. All right, so our first announcement that I have today, I don't know why I always say our. It's just me sitting in this room right now. But anyway, the first announcement is we have our very first sponsor, Just a Fan Photography. Oh, man, do y'all know Miss Carrie Hood? If you don't, you should. And if you don't and you hang around long enough, you will. But she is a fantastic photographer, a great friend, and a genuine music lover. So she is our she's our first sponsor, and uh, Carrie and I have been friends for quite some time now, and I could not be more tickled to have her on board. So thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Just a Fan Photography. Swing by her Facebook page and give her a like. It's Just a Fan Photography. And uh, singer-songwriters, bands out there, if you need some pictures done, look no further than Just a Fan Photography. She's fantastic. All right, our second announcement is this Wednesday – uh, I will be at Mad Life Stage and Studios hosting the Undiscovered Artist Series. And this week, it's the finals. So the best of the best over the last few months are going to be there battling it out for uh, some cash money and uh, a day's worth of recording in the studio there at Mad Life, which is worth about 1500 bucks. So it's a, cool, it's a cool night. So swing by and see that. Uh, Show starts, the doors are open at 7, show starts at 7.30, and it'll be a full night of original music, and uh, you don't want to miss it, trust me. The finals are always awesome. Uh, Let's see, lastly, um, you want to help support the show, there's a few ways to do it. The easiest and the most free way is just write a little review on your uh, podcast app of choice. Give us five stars and just leave a review. It doesn't cost anything, and it means the world to me. Uh, number two, another free way, send me an email at greg at themockingbirdpodcast.com and uh, tell me what you think. Tell me who you'd like to hear me talk to. Tell me about subjects you'd like me to talk. You know, if you want me to do a Thursday episode where I just, exp- you know, get re- real verbose on a, a subject you think it might be interesting that I talk about, then let me know. I'll be glad to do it. But just, you know, or just say, hey. Um, Of course, join the Facebook page or the Facebook group um, on Twitter and Instagram. You can swing by there and follow, and that would be huge too. Uh, If you happen to want to do a little bit more than that, don't ever feel obligated. But if you'd like to, then just swing over to... uh, uh, there'll be a link in the show notes, and you can pick you up a Cosmic Cowboy T-shirt uh, with me riding a T-Rex with a cowboy hat. It's pretty, it's pretty rad if you hadn't seen it yet. Um, those are only twenty-five bucks, uh, or they might be twenty bucks. I think they're only twenty bucks. Um, and then there's also the Mockingbird, you know, the podcast T-shirt. Still only twenty bucks. All that money goes right back into the podcast. I can promise you that. Uh, one cool thing I forgot to mention, we do have a new 4K camera in the studio. So the YouTube channel's been on hiatus until I could offer a better video, you know, a better viewing experience. And so the, uh, I have a 4K video. 
So when Miss Leanne Hutchinson's in studio here in a couple of weeks, the YouTube channel will be, it will ride again. So uh, be looking forward to that here in a couple of weeks. Um, let's see. All right, and lastly, if you would like to become a patron on my Patreon page, you can do it for as little as five bucks a month, and it all goes right back here into the into the podcast. I promise you that. Uh, there's some other options there, ten, twenty five, uh, but you know, if you if you don't feel obligated, but if you would like to, that would be great. And all that money, right back into the podcast. I promise you that. All right, so I think that's all the announcements. Uh, I had to edit out a bunch of coughs. I'm sorry about the sniffles. I'm sorry about the way my voice sounds right now. I know it doesn't always sound that great, but it usually sounds better than this. Uh, From the bottom of my heart, I love every one of y'all. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends, you know, tell your your in-laws or whoever you think might like this podcast. And... uh, I cannot wait to see what we all do with this and see how big it grows. I I have a good feeling about it. Um, So, again, thank you all so much for being a part of this. And uh, I'm going to get this cruddy old voice on off of here. Um, And uh, I'd like to introduce you all to uh, one of my best friends and uh, one of the greatest musician guys in town as far as supporting live music. And he's an amazing player himself. So, uh, y'all make welcome, Mr. Chip Jones. Everybody, welcome to the Mockingbirds. I'm sitting here in the in the music room with my good buddy Chip Jones. What's going on, buddy? How's it going, Greg? Honored to be here. Oh man, I've been looking forward to this one. We were supposed to do it the weekend, my da- or the week. Poor old Nelson got sick. So. Yeah, that we were all set to go. I saw that uh, yeah. on the socials that things were going a little funky. So yeah. Uh, I, I knew that we were, <laughs> it was it was kind of on the on the edge of it being able right. to happen or not. But he's all well. He met you at the door. Mm-hmm. You met him in the Huckleberry. Absolutely. So we'll hear from well. them later. I'm sure. Yeah, I promise you. Not I promise you, Huckleberry knock on the door. He does it every episode. So tell people who Chip Jones is. I know who you are, but yeah, that's right. Tell uh, me. Well, uh, I'm a musician here in the North Metro Atlanta area. I've been playing uh, songs and covers usually and mm-hmm. uh, is what i do primarily for a living uh I, i'm a performer i can i'm playing guitar for i don't know 30 something years Long now time. and uh and I, i've heard some of your other guests there are a lot of uh, songwriters big yeah. based folks i would probably consider myself a performer yeah a player that makes sense more to than me a, than a songwriter although i've done it and i still do it yeah it's just not something um I'm as active on as a lot of my other songwriter buddies right. are. It seems to be, I've heard, heard it described as a muscle, and you just need to work it. Yeah. And the more yeah. you work it, the better it works. Yeah, I think that's true to some extent. I mean, and 
And that's probably why I haven't written a song in a long time because I haven't been exercising it at all. Right. And, and now, you know, man, I guess I imagine everyone has to find their own uh, recipe to doing it. And yeah. I've just never been the guy who could force it. It was usually right. a, um, that's me too. Yeah. I, when it's there, I grab it and, um, and I, and I hold on to those things. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, honestly, and, and I don't believe it's true, but you know how you hear a lot of people talk about like you have to have a, I don't know, something bad going on or going through a hard time to write a good song. And I swear, I don't think that's true. I mean, Jason Isbell is a perfectly good example of that's not true. But I do feel like I wrote all these songs, and some are good and some are better than others. And that's not really what I'm trying to say, but I wrote all these songs when I lived in Ohio when things were, not everything was terrible, but a lot of it was. (laughs) And, you know, things haven't been bad in a long time. And so maybe it is true for some people. So, and in the, your, the theory uh, in this conversation yeah, is that it has affected It has affected already. me. Right. Ha- well, I don't like happy songs. Yeah. I mean, except for Boogie Shoes. I've said that before on this podcast. <laughs> I don't trust anybody that can't get excited when Boogie Shoes comes on. <laughs> I that, heard that today. <laughs> I listened to, the, listened to one of the episodes. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great. Well, keep going. I interrupted you. That's, that's liable I, to happen um, a lot. Absolutely. I'm prepared. <laughs> Uh, well, I grew up in Western New York. Um, okay, I got out of there uh, once I realized not everybody had to wake up a half hour before school to shovel the driveway so Dad could get his car out and go to work. Um, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, you did the Ohio yeah, thing, so you understand. It's very similar. This is a yeah, this is a cold place where I grew up, and yeah. just decided to go out and come down to Atlanta. I don't think I imagined it being where I'd stop necessarily. Right, it was right. going to be the first step. And I'd be lying if I said that maybe a little wanderlust hasn't struck yeah. struck recently. But well, I um, I've I understand been here that. for like 25 years now, longer than I was in New York. Wow. And uh, and I came down here with some buddies of mine, needed, a, needed to get out and kind of see the world. Yeah. And we started playing music down here. And they all went off and got other jobs since then. But 25 years it. later, <laughs> still, still doing it. it. <laughs> That's right. Um so I play. I'm the guy in the corner of the bar sometimes. Yeah. And uh, one of my other things, the way that we know each other is because I run some songwriter nights, yeah. songwriter showcases, and I do a couple of them a week. Uh, one Suburban at Sub- Tap. Suburban Tap yeah. in the East Cobb area on Tuesday evenings and one at uh, Keegan's, an Irish pub in Kennesaw on Sundays. And um, that's uh, what I consider to be a glorified open mic is what right. I describe it to po- folks who don't specifically know what yeah. it is. So... Um, I book friends of mine or people that I know in the business to come play for 30 minutes. Right. We encourage original music, but I'm not typically militant about it. I think yeah. as this conversation goes on, people will get the impression <laughs> that I'm not very militant about most things. But, uh, I've never known you to be. No, pretty pretty laid back guy. Yeah. And um, and so I'll, I'll run the sound, I'll bring the PA, and, and it's just was a way for me as someone who doesn't, identify as a songwriter in order to give folks an opportunity to get their original music out there for me to support that right. realm. And uh, that started, I did some research before I came here. That was June 18th, 2012 is when I wow. first started doing a Rosal Tap. That's where we you, met was Rosal Tap. The first time you showed up was, was it? July 30th, 2012. So Seriously? only about six weeks after that. But yeah, Wow. Yeah, because I met you, of course, and Kate and Corey, who I haven't seen in a long time. Same. Would be uh, other great subjects for this thing. Yes, they Either would. Well, she's doing a bunch of stuff with the high beams now. Yeah, they're, that's I think cool. They're, ba- they're her backing band at yeah, this point. That's that's a, a great hookup. Yeah, that's some serious. If y'all don't know who that is, look up the high beams. That's probably the E. Well, you could look up Kate Coleman, and you'll probably find 
a bunch of great stuff too, or Kate and Corey. But if you look up the high beams at this point, you're going to hear her sing. They have that thing that uh, their harmonies are incredible. It's and that it, blood it's harmony. Like, it's exactly yep. what it is. When there's some kind of blood in there, it's like yep. the DNA helps the audio line well, up somehow. Well, like the timbre of your voice is similar. Like, I mean, to this day, if you called and my brother answered the phone, you would think it was me, mm-hmm. most likely. <laughs> most likely. Yeah, I've heard the same thing about my brother. And yeah. I, uh, we, we probably sound more alike than we look alike. Yeah, yeah, my brother and I don't. Although, as we get older, we're starting to look a little more alike. But he has no hair. Not bald. He just shaves his head bald. <laughs> but his hair turned white when he was like 20. Has that happened in your family a bunch? Yeah, my mom, same thing. Yeah, just, I, had the- I just noticed lately I'm getting a lot of gray hairs. That's why I'm wearing a hat on video. My uh, girl I'm noticed vain. that the... The gray hairs on my head are curly, and the gray hairs in my beard are straight. <laughs> and it's the opposite with, huh. the, with the others, uh, the, uh, the actual natural color. I wonder why that is. I don't know. There's got to be a different, like, biological makeup of the... Death of the follicle going on. And could it's just, be. Just giving up. It could be. But then, you know, I know some people that have just illustrious hair, hair like white hair. Mm-hmm. It's all flowing and beautiful. I mean, I mean Lou Harris. You know what yeah. I'm Yeah. Beautiful, and it's been that way for a long time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, keep going, keep telling <laughs> me. So you moved down here from New York. So was it when when y'all moved down? Did you just go Atlanta, or did you work your way down slowly? So I, you know what? From uh, if I have to be honest, well, I'm not, I say that it makes it sound like I'm not being in the rest of the time. <laughs> but I've never actually lived in Atlanta. I lived in Marietta, Atlanta Roswell, proper. And, and, Alpharetta, yeah. and now I'm in Woodstock, not too far from where we are now. Yeah, and uh, and so, the, I, I, but we did come down directly to Marietta. Okay, and um, yeah, just started working in restaurants and working in kitchens and trying to play a little bit of music. Right, and I found out I was only average with a knife in the kitchen, <laughs> and uh, that doesn't work well. No, you better be good. <laughs> yeah, especially we're going to try to do some music at night. And yeah. so I ended up uh, going to the front of the house stuff at restaurants, and uh, that's where I started meeting a lot of the people okay. that I still ended up playing for later on yeah and kind of watching how the musicians in the restaurants were figuring and were doing what they're doing whether it's right. a, an instrumental nylon string guy in the corner sure. of an upscale restaurant yeah. or you know the raucous dudes d- singing uh, dirty songs on a friday night yeah just probably closer to where i am right than, than you and the, me both than the well, nylon the, string guy. yeah yeah well sometimes i do this the the ladder on a nylon string but yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's what's uh, that's what's awesome about your uh, your whole thing is it's just we, I've heard it talk about it beforehand. It's a it's a storytelling situation. That's what I try to do. You, you know, it's funny, and I may have said this before, but Matt Burrell, you met Matt. He doesn't live here anymore, but uh, he always just used to talk about the storytelling, and like it never for some reason it took until now for it to sink in that maybe I could just go ahead and embrace that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I mean, I always. I've been known to spin a yarn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that, but I never really focused on it. But I guess I'm, I don't know. It's an ADD moment, but I do seem, it does seem like that keeps coming up in conversation. And my songs are definitely story songs, for sure. So, so as performers, we probably have to try to lean into whatever it is that we do right. best, What whether it's the what we've chosen or not. Right. You know, I chose for a, a while to learn actually how to play the guitar yeah. and really get in get involved in it and improvise and, and, and create moments for that kind right. of thing. And this is a, 
you know, you kind of always want what you don't have situation. I right. would love to be able to sit Oh, and I'd love to be able to do that. That's right. So. Yeah. Like when I went, Mark Grunhofer, who was on here before, like he literally was my guitar teacher a few mm-hmm. years ago. I, I remember telling you about that. I was like, I started taking guitar lessons, I was man. very impressed. Yeah. It didn't, I mean, I did learn things. I don't want to. Sure. I did. But uh, I haven't applied any of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, maybe I haven't. I just don't know it. That stuff seeps in over time. Yeah. I, I felt like I, when I took lessons for a while from a guy named Eddie Wright, a mm-hmm. local jazzer in town, he taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, But but it was it felt like a fire hose for the first year. Right. And then after that, I stopped taking. But ever since then, I've been doing You started noticing yeah, some little re- stuff. Oh, this is what he said. Yeah. Oh, I finally understand why he, this was that way. Right. And uh, and so that seemed, has been a cool thing thing to kind of realize I, f- I figured out i finally did a an exercise it's like do this at this bpms and uh make sure it's all clean and do it this way and i finally did it like a year ago i haven't taken lessons from this guy in 12 years right and I was but like, it finally yes! sunk in eddie would be so proud <laughs> i hope <laughs> oh speaking of doing i need to do that too because you know uh, a week from uh, friday night i'm opening up for adam hood at smith's mm-hmm. old bar that's a shame no it's i'm not shame i'm not shameless about it i don't no, it, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, I need to start practicing to a metronome. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> well, actually, I don't because, see, originally Matt was going to come down, and then he he's not able to, so I guess I'll end up doing it solo. So I can do whatever I want to. Mm, let me know if you lead, need a lead guy. Well, if you want to do it, <laughs> we'll I'm down. Here. Uh, we did play a gig together uh, years mm-hmm. ago at, at Peach and Pork Chop. We did. Uh, we that was kinda, fun. Just kind of traded stuff back and forth. Yeah. Uh, See, I'm so jealous of anybody that can like follow on a, literally follow on a gu- guitar and play lead. I can't even follow people with the chords. I'm terrible about it. Really? And I think now it's all starting to realize that, like, yeah, I'm just using it as a tool to tell the story. Yeah. It, it, it's simple it's as knowing that. what you're good at. It, yeah. And, and, you know, half of being smart is knowing what you're dumb at. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm dumb at a lot of things. Well, we all are. Well, I'm only right? good at five things. Yeah. Yeah, and those five things change on a daily basis, but I'm only good at five things. Well, yeah, it's hard to be good at anything for a long period of time. you got to take breaks. You yeah, sit back well, and you get bored, too. Stuff. you got to let somebody else catch up, you know? That's right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I can only monopolize the good on certain things for so long, mm-hmm. and then it feels selfish. Gotta pass it around a little bit. Gotta pass it around. (laughs) Then you'll appreciate it, right? I hope y'all know I'm joking. (laughs) Completely joking. So, So, yeah, well, I met a lot of my friends through your songwriting things. I mean, Stephen Krause and uh, RJ Harvey. Did RJ ever play your thing? I don't think he did. I don't think he did did either. I don't think he did. Yeah, Philip Sanders, Kate and Corey, like we said. Yeah. There's probably even more. You also have an original band, though. So we I don't do. play that often, but you have one, right? Um, let's see, look at this. So with this, a lot of the same guys that I that I moved down here yeah. and started playing with right then, but a guy named Brian Whitmer and Sean McDonald, mm-hmm. uh, who is now your uh, your boss. Mm-hmm. So um, it's officially my boss. Uh, yeah, we'll come back around to that. Yeah, or another. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> at any rate, yeah. uh, Sean and I literally moved down here together, yeah. where we were, tra- were tra- trailing each other in cars back in '95 on. Uh, on walkie-talkies that yeah. we bought with every intent on returning them back to Radio Shack when we got down of here. Of course. We both broke off the antenna or whatever and never went back. But, oh, man, uh, it's yeah. too bad you don't still have them. It would be pretty neat. There's yeah. a couple of things I'd like to have. Yeah. He probably oh, you wishes may, he still you had that both. old early 80s truck that he drove down. Here oh, I'm that. sure. That was, a, that was a nice one. But, uh, I don't know. He likes fancy cars. Now so. he does. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a, <laughs> a relatively new thing. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, 
yeah, we drove down here and started started playing around with every intent. We got a rehearsal space and we were practicing twice yeah. a week. But we were, uh, we had a lot of ambition and and some talent. Yeah. But we did as much as we could. And we had a lot of fun with it. And you know, life happened. People in right. different directions. And that that band evolved into what was known as a Ballyhoo Orchestra, which was uh, which was a t- as toury as this band ever got. Okay. Uh, it was with uh, Jason Chapman, my bass player, yeah. and uh, and then John Post and T K Thornanty, who play in the in the uh, band presently, right? Uh, but that's when they joined, and the four of us would just go all around regional, southeast stuff, yeah. and uh, play a couple times a, a week, and uh, that was a blast, right? And, and life and bands happened, and that went its separate ways. So we all moved down and did our own thing, and nice. That's where I really kind of took off and leaned into the the cover career, for lack of a right. lack of a better term. And uh, well, I mean, it's, it's better in a day job. So that's it. Is that every time I because. Everybody has a, a, a gigs that they don't like or a right. part of the, their job that's more difficult than others. Sure. And uh, and it's just a matter of knowing what that is and what you can handle. Um, yeah. I, I've figured out a long time ago that I'm much better at uh, 8 p.m. than I am at 8 a.m. <laughs> so, uh, so it was an idea that I wanted to find something where I could you know, be around, for, uh, sleep, be able to sleep in or work in right. my best operating yeah. schedule. Oh, it's funny, I was telling Leanne last night, like I... For the life of me, I could not go to sleep last night. And that's rare for me, super rare. And I think, I figured it out today. But like last night, I went to bed, couldn't go to sleep. I got up, went downstairs, I sat, came in. Well, part of it is I was worried about I was uploading something to YouTube. Okay. It wasn't working right. It was bothering me. I'm a novice, people. We'll be saying that for years. Uh, so that finally started working. Then I was like, okay, maybe my I can turn my brain off. And it still wouldn't. So I went down. I took one of those melatonin pills, you know, mm-hmm. which I don't do very often. Still didn't work. I woke up in the recliner at 5 a.m. this morning. I was like, well, I still got three hours before I have to get up, which is a new thing. But what I figured out was I'm rested for the first time in as long as I can think of, and I'm not tired. Yeah, you're getting more sleep than you're yeah, used to. Yeah, I used to. to sleep like five hours a night. On a good night. So there's the segue into the new job. Yeah, so you're, you're, yeah. you're getting to you're getting to wake up at eight a.m. Yeah, of I get 5 a, yeah I can go to bed at midnight and get eight hours of sleep. <laughs> that is crazy to me. Like you know, you know, I'd get home from a show at twelve, and then I turn around, and get up at five, work twelve hours, and then do it again. Mm-hmm. And I just realized it last week. I worked a full week, but it was almost like being on vacation. <laughs> like, not that I didn't work, but I felt rested. It was weird. And the what we're laughing about, too, is the fact that I work for Sean McDonald that Chip moved down here with. Yeah, I've known Sean since uh, we were 12, I suppose. I'm 45 wow. now, so it's been a long time. Same with Brian. The other guy, like, we, we went to middle school and high school together up in western right. New York. And Brian came down here to go to school, and that's why Sean and I come check the place out and yeah i i introduced sean and his wife so I mean, laney yeah, yeah yeah who also works with you yeah also and is an alabama fan mm. roll tad <laughs> another reason why sean's like i think we're gonna like greg <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be working out so far seems to be working out so far i enjoy it yeah that's we, great we uh but i have continued my streak of building things I can't afford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that earlier <laughs> yeah. today. I was like, oh, that's, that's yeah. I, I've, I've continued my streak. Yeah, so. Anytime anybody asks me what I do for a living, that's what I tell them. I build things I can't afford. So Sean builds these incredible racing simulators. Oh, man, they're and, amazing. Uh, yeah, they're like three big flat screen TVs. Oh, and it jerks yeah. you all around while you're yeah. driving. And they are 
absolutely phenomenal. It costs as much as a small house. Yeah. They're awesome. Uh-huh. Or some of the cars that Sean likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you said it. Sean, if you're listening, Chip said that. I mean, if you can't tell our voices apart, that was Chip. I, I, I got a big draw now. It was funny. I told him right before I left work, I was like, hey, yo, Chip's coming to the house tonight to record a podcast. And he's like, you got a podcast? I was like, yeah, his is coming out in about two, three weeks. I can't remember. I had to look at my phone, but I think two weeks. That's great. He's like, oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, so uh, the, the original band. So, boy, f- five or six years ago, maybe even longer than maybe 10 years ago, we all started getting together on what we called the uh, the Wednesday Night Drinking Club. Yeah. And we all get together I've and play, heard. play video games and uh, and just sit around and being silly. And one day we all looked around and we're like, well, hey, we we all played in a band and we all played in the same band. Why right. Why don't we next week let's do something, bring it all back together and bring, a, you know, get the band back together. Yeah. Just for something to do. And uh, it's evolved to now we play out a couple times a, a year. Yeah. And uh, it's been fantastic. And that's a the, lot of fun. The Iliad. Yeah, right? Thiliad is the Thiliad. Call it. So it's like the Iliad with two L's and no spaces. And wh- where did that name come from? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh, this is, uh, this is a little bit. <laughs> I've always wondered, because I always just said the, the Iliad. Yep. So there's a there's two sides to it. There's first part's kind of mean. We, were, we had the drinking the Wednesday night drinking club, and we decided to be silly and you know, have okay. certain guests and then members and things like that. And we finally made our drummer a member of it. And he's like, oh, I finally made it. And so I kind of was like, Yeah, well, too bad. You, there's a whole other level called the Iliad. As he was walking <laughs> out like he finally got in there because I was being an ass. And uh, it actually happened that way. So that's why the, then that's when we started playing music. Right. And uh, we named the band that. And then found out there's a white rapper in Ohio somewhere really? who has the Iliad with two L's. So we already had the URL. So we just pulled the space out of the name. <laughs> Philiad. It makes sense. Huh? I mean, it makes sense. It's resourceful. So Philiad Music, else. everybody, check it out. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah there's video and there's, uh, there's a bunch of live tracks in there, which is generally what we do. We don't do a whole lot of recording. Yeah. It's just knocking around and, and having fun and stretching songs out. Right. Trying to make them tighter because we just love doing it. Yeah, just for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, you know, that's come up on this podcast a bunch and not just so much about, like, I know it seems lately, I've listened back to a few of them, and certain, I don't ever sound preachy, but... At least I hope not. But like, I, I, there's a lot of uh, just just do it. Don't make excuses if you want to try something. Yeah, just well, try it. But have fun. What, what, what do you enjoy? That's what I was gonna say. You don't have to go play a bunch of gigs. Get together in somebody's basement and make music. So I mean, I also, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and and, I, and there's I have other couple other bands as well yeah the deep cuts is my, yeah, my cover band cuts. and we intentionally do like b-side yeah. covers like talking heads and david mm-hmm. Bowie and the police they're really good go see them like i promise yeah we do uh when we play a couple times a month or pardon me a couple of times a, a year with that band probably six or eight times a year mm-hmm. and that's always f- f- so much fun that's yeah. jason chapman and uh and uh casey krogan and dave shore on guitar that guy can play a guitar really, too. Really, he's hefty a monster. Players. Yeah, yeah. All, all of them are. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy watching him play guitar. Yep. Uh, Jason is a dear friend of mine, and we've done thousands of gigs together. Um, he's if my first call right hand man. If we're gonna go do a duo gig, yeah. He owns a studio called uh, Brickyard Studios up in okay. Cunning. It's really, I didn't know that. Really amazing place, and also plays with a bump in the mango. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. A, they're kind of like a tower of power. Yeah. Horn fronted. Yeah, they're fun. Funk band. They're and, fun. Yeah, and and he's their he's their rock, the bass player. So. Yeah. Well, the bass player is always the rock. Yep. I had a couple of almost. Uh, 
couple of different songwriters I've played lead for along the way. I did a gig with Clayton Wyatt. Uh, a couple wow. Clayton's good. Yeah, a couple real of months, good. maybe a month or so ago at yeah. Soul Bar. There's some guys named the Lively Exchange that... Uh, I don't think I know them. Um, they've been doing the songwriter night for a long time. Okay. First time back at Roswell Tap. And I just love the music. Absolutely love the music. And yeah. I just tell them, anytime you need a lead guy, come come in and, and uh, or invite me along. Yeah. And they have since... Uh, turned into a really powerful songwriting duo nice uh, dustin merkel and andrew varson and okay they just they're we have a great i need to uh, meet report. these guys yeah they're f- absolutely phenomenal songwriters yeah. and uh, maybe so one time when they're on your show if they're on at one of your nights holler at your boy uh, yeah i'll we'll get you out that, there that's the easiest way to meet them mm-hmm. <laughs> um i'll absolutely i'll get you guys out there get you out there for sure and so i cover a couple of their songs because yeah. I, lo- I love them so much so and you cover Sean Bulow's song too. Southern there's, there's Sadness. A few of them around. Yeah, Southern yeah. Sorrow. Yeah, that's Southern a Sorrow. That's it. One. Yeah, that's uh, a good Carrie song. Hood came up on the on the one I listened to today, your podcast today. Yeah, and she did a video of me performing at your thing. At oh, Mad that's Life right, at Mad Life. Uh, about a, almost yeah. a year ago now, or I guess just past yeah. year. And that's my one of my favorite that's like so performance good. things. It yeah, was he just played a great the moment. I think the second I run a song, singer songwriter. You're going to be here this Thursday. Yeah. I run a singer-songwriter showcase, if you will, at Dixie Tavern the first Thursday of every month. And Chip's going to be there. She should come out. But Sean Bulow played, I think, the second one. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, Sounds super right. Super talented writer, yeah. songwriter, can play. Super nice dude. Yeah. Left-handed. We'll forgive him for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a lefty. <laughs> I sneak yeah. in because I play guitar right-handed. Yeah, uh, are you left-handed? Absolutely. I did not so, know that. So the, I think honestly, I think I was supposed to be left-handed because, like, when I TIG weld at work, I hold the TIG torch in my left hand. Okay. They were all looking at me cross-eyed when I first started welding there last week. <laughs> you, have to, you have to stand on the other side of the vice in order. To make sure <laughs> yeah, I have a left-handed hammer. Yeah. Well, my my dad and my brother are both left-handed, mm-hmm. and I get the story. My mom said when I was a kid that I would use both. Like literally on a page, mm-hmm. like at half stop halfway, and she said, "Boy, you got to pick one." <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I guess I, that's true. And <laughs> I think when it happened, no, I'm serious. You don't have to pick one. Uh, I don't. Yeah, you're right. You don't listen. See, Mama Shaddix, I didn't have to pick one, <laughs> but I think at the time I had the pencil in my right hand, so I just kept Take going with it. Yeah, the the tongue in cheek thing is I do everything left handed except my job. Oh, just play guitar. That's true. You play uh, golf left-handed. Uh, golf left-handed. Really? Yeah. yeah. Throw a ball left-handed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Went back wow. when I was played playing baseball, left uh, football, all those things. Wow. Well, why did you, why then why I learned the guitar right-handed? I guess my rationale at the time was was it harder to find a left-handed guitar? I didn't anticipate when I first started being a pro. That you I would stick I, with it? I just, yeah. You I thought just, you were just learning guitar well, like I, everybody I, else. And I, I wanted to be able to walk into someone's house if there's a guitar in the corner, pick it up, strum a couple chords. I didn't have to carry the Well, there are some people that are left-hand played upside down. Yeah, that's true. A uh, few. That, uh, that was well beyond yeah. me when I first yeah. picked up a guitar. Yeah, I can't even. <laughs> I, I can't. No uh, uh, what's that? You know, that Eric Clapton Crossroads Guitar Festival. It mm-hmm. comes on like VH1 or something every mm-hmm. once in a while. What is that guy's name? Ah, uh, it'll come to me. Somebody, somebody's screaming at their yeah, earphones absolutely. right now. But he he plays it, and like I'll just sit there and watch, going, I, I don't even, I can't comprehend that. And is that what Jimmy did, or did he restring uh, it? From what I understand, I think he did. I may be wrong about that mm-hmm. though. Yeah, I I don't know for certain. I'm pretty sure he did though. He just played it up, just so, flipped it over. Yeah, that was. But there are people that do it. Couldn't wrap my brain around. Yeah, that, that doesn't make sense to me. No, I was 12 years old, and I was just happy to get something. Yeah. Um, 
so my buddy Brian, who I, uh, who was in the first band and still plays with with Philiad, um, he and I, his grandfather bought him a guitar. It was an yeah. old Terminator guitar. It was like this three-quarter body or three-quarter size thing, electric guitar. Right. And it had a speaker built right into the body of the guitar, like a little six-inch yeah. speaker in the body of this, this old Strat knockoff, and it ran on batteries. And you'd just be able to walk around with your Strat and just flip a switch, and you'd have an amp. Man, I wonder what it the, sounded uh, like. I, I bet you somebody... Would kill to have that in a I in would, a studio. I would kill to have just that now, that, and, yeah. and and he unfortunately didn't keep it. Oh, but man. Uh, but uh, but now we're looking for him. Like I'll pay a hundred bucks. Which oh, in a heartbeat, to, yeah, yeah. For, for something like that, just to maybe see if I could piece the darn thing you, back together. Did I ever tell you a story about my first guitar? Mm-mm. Well, actually, it's the one over there is my first guitar, but that's not my first guitar, and I've been meaning to tell this story. So, my dad brought me home, and I I was. I don't know, somewhere in between the ages of probably 8 and 11. I was young, but I wasn't, like, you know, super little. And he brought me home an electric guitar and an amp. And I pitched a fit. I said, I don't want a guitar. I want a remote-control car. <laughs> and this makes me sound like a spoiled brat, but I really wasn't. But, I, <laughs> I mean, I pitched an ever-loving fit. And I will never forget till the day I die the look on my dad's face of the disappointment that he thought he had done this amazing thing and all I wanted was a radio control car. You still kick yourself about that a little bit? Yep, every, <laughs> yeah, anytime I think about it, I'm kicking myself about it right now. And he took that guitar back in the amp and got me a radio control car, oh, wow. which I probably played with for like a week. Uh-huh. And I do believe when it came back around when I – Started taking guitar lessons. I think I did them despite myself. <laughs> because I will never forget the look in his face. Well, he nailed it, didn't he? Yeah. Like he knew it before you did. That, Evidently. That, that guitar was yeah. going to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it was an electric guitar and a little bitty amp. I, I couldn't tell you what kind of guitar it was. I remember it was red. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That's all. I, but I, I was not very old. But, I mean, I pitched a hissy fit just straight up. <laughs> Why did you do this? I wanted a radio control car, just like a little spoiled brat. Yeah, Brian and I had that old Terminator guitar. And we were big Eddie Van Halen fans back yeah. then. So we, before I, I got one, it, we were just passing it back and forth. Sure. Like we, we'd figure out an E chord or whatever. Yeah. I'd show him, he'd show me. And yeah. We'd, and then finally, this, this stinks. I need to get my own. Right. So my dad took me to the infamous uh, guitar shop. I didn't even know that was what, what it was at the time called House of Guitars up in Rochester, New York. I think I've heard of that before. Yeah, three, four, five, Titus. Yeah. I mean, someone out there on the other end. It's of the still there, isn't it? It sure yes. is. Yes. I, I, yeah. I think um, I saw like a, literally like a YouTube video yep, or something about the They have the place. some of the most just, just bizarre ads that they'd run on the local television up there back in the day. But he brought me to this thing and, um, Brought me to this place, and I'd asked for it for my, for my birthday. So yeah. we dig out this another old Strat copy called mm-hmm. the Stinger. It was yeah. black with a maple neck and um, and a little 10-watt Gorilla amplifier. Yep. I, I remember the guitar that we just asked for something at a price, and it was about 100 125 sure, bucks or whatever. Sure. And we go to this guy rolls his eyes and takes us to this case where there are guitars like stacked one up against the other, not in cases or anything just leaning against each right. other you know 30 of them where they would have if, if they weren't touching they could have only fit four guitars in there and there's wow. 30 of them packed in here and he digs all the way back through there and grabs the uh grabs the guitar out and i, and I instantly love it and again wish i still had that darn thing wow but yeah so my dad got me my first guitar man as well well my mom actually ended up getting me my second guitar which is that one mm-hmm. i mean 
So I finally did start taking lessons. I think I was probably 13. So whatever this happened was pre-13 with the electric gu- guitar travesty that I caused. <laughs> probably bruised my dad's psyche to this day. It really does make me feel bad the more I think about he it. Sounds like and this is like 30, at least 30 years later. At least. <laughs> he sounds like a big man. I'm sure he can handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's all right. But uh, so I got that one. My mom had a, a – she works for the University of Alabama, and she had a work study. No, he wasn't a work study. He was a graduate student who was married. He was working on his Ph.D. in communications. And uh, he's like, well – this ex-girlfriend of mine gave me this guitar, and he can play it as long as he wants to to, you know, take lessons on. And I've had it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, he he has since passed away. But the la- the last time my mom saw him, she he was like, "Does Greg still have that guitar?" And she's like, "He does." And there's not a chance you're getting it back. He goes, "Oh, I don't want it back." I mean, this was probably. 15, 20 years later. Yeah. It's like, I don't want it back. I was just curious if he still has it. So when you were first playing, how did you learn? Did you, did we weren't, we weren't printing off things like chords at that point, right? No, I, uh, I had, there's the Jimmy Buffett album, Songs You Know by Heart. And you had the paperback. And I had the paperback book. And it literally had like, you know, the D, the G, and it had the, the chord shape. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. so the, uh, right. where you showed you where you put your fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I learned every song in that book and I still play most of them. And how do you learn stuff now? You just look it up online or you do, you, are you able to pick it up on eat by ear? Some things I can pick up. I can definitely hear it by ear. Mm-hmm. If it's a simple enough tune, like, I mean, you know, if it's like an old towns Van Zant song or something like that. Yeah. I can usually pretty easily. Uh, YouTube is awesome. Just yep. watch them play it. Yep. Uh, but nine times out of ten, I just have an app on my phone, and like it has the chords, and you you'll know real quick if they got it right or not. Like, eh, that's not yeah, right. that's true. Then you can transpose it real quick, and mm-hmm. you know I play pretty much everything in the key of A. It works. <laughs> Actually, that's not it's not true anymore. I used to only do that. It seems like over the years my voice has actually gotten stronger instead of weaker. I used to abuse it a lot more. That's I think. a good thing. Yeah. So actually, I can I can play stuff in just straight D now. I'm pretty fancy. <laughs> Get up there high. I still That's high for me. A little bit. Um, I I used to take uh, I took a couple years of uh, jujitsu. Yeah. And um, I've been and, thinking and about s- doing that too. And someone uh, when we we're when we we're rolling crushed my trachea. Oh no! And this was back in like 2012, and it immediately dropped my voice like half of an octave. Really? Yeah. And it kind of got this a little bit more of the whiskey soap yeah. thing. A little well, bit mine more is crackling. just literally from whiskey and Copenhagen. Yeah. I, well, I <laughs> feel like I cheated. Yeah. Yeah. You cheated. <laughs> but, uh, but I've had to work around that. My, I used to have a pretty solid falsetto. Yeah. And it didn't no, I don't have so, much of one. Yeah. So that, that is something that's kind of slowly creeping I don't back. think I've ever been able to do it just because I never, never was confident in it. Mm-hmm. I can do it if I'm just singing along with the radio or something. Sure. I never do it at a show, though. But I have noticed that... Uh, I used to, like, I'd see old pictures, like, from the, the original Alabaster's days mm-hmm. in Ohio, and, like, every vein in my neck would be popping out because I'd be singing straight from my throat. <laughs> I don't think that's how you're supposed to no, do it. No, <laughs> it's absolutely not how you're supposed to do it. And since, they say you're supposed to sing from your diaphragm. Yep. And uh, I guess I'm trying to learn. You can teach an old dog new tricks, I reckon. Absolutely. Yeah. We can, we can, we can pull that off. Yeah. Um, we know a lot of folks that can are better singers than oh, you yeah. and me combined oh, could God, help, help yeah. sharpen yeah. things up. Well, I've said this before, either on here or just to anybody. I probably said it to you. All my heroes, none of them can sing. Mm-hmm. I mean, John Prine, 
and not that, known for his operatic falsetto. But that explains your uh, the the tools that you have. Yeah, those storytelling. What Jimmy Buffett? Those are the heroes. That yeah, that, I've Willie said this before. Not, yeah, well, Willie can. Yeah, but he can actually. Old Willie could really, really sing. Did you watch the ACL a couple of days ago? I did. Was he on there? Yeah, um, I don't know if was it the most Lucas? One. Uh, it was. It was Willie and the Family Band. Oh, and, um, I will look it up. Now. Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's recent. It. It's been from the yeah. last couple of weeks. I knew Lucas Nelson was supposed to play with him mm-hmm. at some point. Too. He's coming to town too, right? Yeah, Lucas coming to town real soon. Yeah. are you going? Yeah, uh, probably. Okay, I have a lot more free time now. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> you can go out. <laughs> I can do a lot more things. Well, I have more free time, but it seems like I'm filling it up with other stuff now, well, like stuff like this. That's what you're supposed to. Then, do. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. That was the whole. Purpose that and learning something new, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I would like to see Lucas Nelson. I've been a big fan of his for a while. Even Micah Nelson is really good too. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen the on YouTube? There's a, a whole series called uh, Willie and the Boys. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? No. So Willie's got a you know that place in Texas. He owns a town called Luck, Texas. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's got a golf course and a recording studio and some horses. That sounds like a everything, town, right? everything Willie would have. <laughs> yeah, everything he needs. And um, in the studio, though, it's just Willie, Micah, and Lucas, and they sit. It, it's kind of a podcast, honestly. And they sit around and talk about old family stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the episode I'm thinking about right now, Lucas says, "Well, Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain was the first song I've ever." you know, learned of yours. He goes, why don't you play it? And so they just start playing it and then they all join in doing harmonies and oh, that's incredible. Yeah. but it's re- right. it's really worth checking out. If y'all are out there listening, it's just called Willie and the boys. Just put us on pause and come back in a couple minutes. Yeah. Just come back. We'll still be here. <laughs> we'll still be here, but yeah, check it out. No, actually what you do is after you get finished watching this on YouTube, I'll put a link on this YouTube page that sends you to that YouTube page. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. I, you don't have to, I, I, I got it all figured out for you. <laughs> all figured out for you. Oh, that's awesome. So, so where do you find new material? Like we've, we, you've, I've heard you talk, talk about playing other people's songs. I talked about playing yeah. Bulo's song and, yeah. um, and, and that's a great way to support other local artists. Right. It's uh, true. Have you thought any more about that? Picking up a Bolden, Cody Bolden, Golden, pardon me. Cody Bolden tune or anything like that? Yeah, I've definitely thought about it. There's, um, I would like to try my hand at Yonder Way, his new single that just okay. came out. Yeah. I really like that song. Uh-huh. Um, Cody just bedazzles me because he's only been doing it for like two years. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so it's awesome. It, it, I remember the first. I remember the first time I heard him play, and from then until now, it's like a different human being. Yeah, and he's and he's writing too, like, like he's, he legit. dove right into that stuff, yeah. and it yeah. just seems to be something he loves to right. do. I mean, you know, we are what we do to yeah. some degree. Yeah, so, we absolutely are. So, um, and so, yeah, I guess I mean, I'm, yeah, doing this podcast has allowed me to listen to a lot of some people I knew what their their work, and some like Greg Trues. I'd heard I met him at Mad Life when I was hosting the Undiscovered Artist Series. And I was like, man, I, I like I like this guy's stuff. And uh, but then, since then, he sent me a bunch of stuff to listen to, and yeah, so I do pick up little bits and pieces. Like I've got a bunch of ideas for songs floating around in my head. And actually, my friend Carrie Hood, who you know, Carrie, uh, 
She lit, her her husband Charlie come to see almost every Mad Life show because they live down the street, mm-hmm. and she literally in her phone has like I'll say stuff from stage and I'll be like, hey, that's a song, write that down, and she literally has a folder in her phone <laughs> just of little sayings that I've said. And I was like, one day I'm gonna need you to send those to me. Yep. I was like, don't send them right now. Wait till I get 20 or 30. And there's probably more than 50 at this point. Yeah, and then yeah. you can call verses from that. Exactly. The, the or way, ideas. The way that you work, that could even be you know fodder for improvisational lyrics. Right. Like you just look at them and there's a line yeah. that comes more. Yeah. yeah. I did that Sunday or Saturday. I played at uh, Reformation. Mm-hmm. Have you have you been to the new Reformation? Uh, I've been to the outside. I haven't been inside. Man, yet. well, the inside's really nice, but that outside backyard under yeah. the elm tree... There were so many people there. I saw a picture from that. that I pulled. Amazing. I mean, I was like, "Wow!" But uh, what song was it? I was playing one of my songs. I completely forgot the second verse. Um, and I think there might, Carrie may have got a recording up. There's one of the songs I made up the entire second verse. It even <laughs> rhymed. I was very proud of myself. I was. Very, I didn't even tell anybody. So Smiling right through now. the third verse, yep. knowing what you got away with. Yep. I mean, I made the whole thing up. Probably didn't have anything to do with the first verse or the last verse, but that's all right. It doesn't matter. Let, yeah. let them put it together. I think it'd be kind of fun just to improvise. You know, I used to, every once in a while, I would write like that. Like, I would just find a chord progression I like, and then I would press record on on my phone or whatever and just sing whatever came out. So a few songs came out that way. Yeah, it's good to be comfortable in that setting. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're playing, too, uh, I think it helps develop the ear. Right. You're kind of forced to hear, there's got to be a change here, you know, where yeah. do I go? Yeah. And, so, and just it, it forces you to be in the moment, like just yep, sit in the pocket and let it be what it's going to be. Yeah, if you're playing with other people, you can listen and react off of what they're yeah. doing. See, that's what I'm terrible at. I'm always intimidated when I'm playing with people that are, unless I'm leading, like unless I'm the the core, the guy that's laying down the baseline. Yeah, I'm super intimidated, like especially when somebody like goes past the fifth fret. I'm like, yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, what's the big ears? Yeah, that's that's what I, w- I was always told to approach improvisation. Yeah, big ears. Listen to what's going yeah. on. Maybe a more more input than output. Right. Kind that's of thing. pretty good advice in life in general. I think that's true. Yeah. Uh, the more the more you the more you say, the more you're the less you're listening, right? Yep. Yep. And when just too just conversation. That this is a ongoing theme. It seems like in this podcast too is though just just having conversations with people in any form or fashion. Like we don't do it enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I, I love that you've created a format here. Uh, well, you know, it's, to do it. I, I mean, mean I, we, we come to each other's shows periodically. Yeah. But we, we get to see each other for a couple hours. Yeah. We don't get to sit and hang as, uh, Greg jury said, and my parents or my dad to this day, like he would, he would call it go. He, he was going to go visit him. And what that meant is he was going to see, you know, you know, Miss Sybil got out of the hospital. He's going to go sit and talk with her for an hour. And he literally sit on her couch and uh, just talk to her. And they'd catch up. Yeah. Walk they'd down catch the street up. and see who's out on the porch and yep. go up and say yep. hi. And then he'd just talk to him for a little while. And we don't do that enough anymore, I don't think. Yeah, maybe it's just a different – it's a little more difficult. It this, is difficult. This city's really spread out. It is. Uh, there's no natural boundary. There's no ocean or lake or river or right. anything like that. It's – so just when everybody's got something going on, and it's hard for like you and I, like most of our direct friends are musicians. Yeah. So unless I'm coming to see you play, you're coming to see me play. Like yeah. there's, you know, 
we're doing this on a Monday because it's one of the rare nights where we don't have something going on, you know? Yep, we both have it off. Yeah, it's rare. So I guess that that doesn't make it make it harder that way, but just having conversations with people is becoming more and more increasingly rare, which is unfortunate, I think. Well, But I'm also the guy that says, like, ask yourself before you call me, can this be texted? <laughs> I mean, I prefer that, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, I guess it's just hard to... Online video I'm games. I'm trying not to judge myself in that regard or other people in that regard. Like, folks yeah. are going to do what they're going to do, and I, and, I, and, and if, that, if that's the way that, that you prefer to communicate or anyone else does, then mm-hmm. I'll let them do it. I, I should be... We should all be smart enough and, and, and forgiving enough to some degree to just be able to adjust to stuff like that. Sure, right? sure. No, yeah. I mean, it's a little down the middle. I'm not taking. I'm not taking a side here. No, no. But, uh, you're right. That's that's, that's kind of how I end up choosing. Like a, I don't know. I, I guess what I'm thinking in my head is like I always like. There's always. I'm always that person that's like, yeah, I'll do that, and then you know, Friday night at nine o'clock, I got the night off. Like I could go see so and so play, but I'm not leaving the house. <laughs> When every time I actually did leave the house, I'm like, "Oh man, I'm glad I did that." Yeah. So I guess I'm th- I'm in a way I'm talking to myself more than anybody. So okay. so this podcast forces me yeah. to sit down and actually talk to people. This is this is your yeah. way to support my way to support original music sure. as a songwriter now yeah. because I'm not a big writer. Right. And this is your way to kind of in- to force communication. Yeah. yeah it's working. Yeah. It's force working so the- far. Force is a heavy word, but you know no, I know what you about. mean. Yeah. yeah, like it ma- it makes us do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and two, like you know, you talking about your songwriters. That's one reason. Actually, Dixie approached me about hosting it, but I had been kind of wanting to do it because I get to host Undiscovered Artist and Mad Life every other week too, which is awesome. But I'm not in charge of that. And the You're other just MCing th- it, right? Yeah, which is super cool. I've mm-hmm. met a lot of great people, yeah. like Greg Drews and um, um. Uh, I'm having a brain fart right now. Sad machine. It's coming to me. Hold on. It'll come to me in a minute. Um, we'll come back around. Yeah, it'll, yeah, I promise it'll come back. It'll come back around. I think you should be able Hunter Blaylock. Told go. you it would come Hunter back. Blaylock. You should be able to do edits. Like no, you, see, I don't. Like you, I don't want to do. You edits, should be able to come so. back when you say they were talking about this guy. No, it's no, like that I could do. That's <laughs> just a quick little thing, not a punch in necessarily. Yeah. No, actually, that'd be just kind of funny if it just punched yeah. in and had like Leanne say it. That's he right. was talking about Hunter Blaylock. <laughs> That's really. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it would be in real life. Absolutely. You talking about Hunter? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> it might be. We'd actually see more. Dude, the older I get, the worse I am with names. Yeah, that's okay. Like it's bad though lately. Like real bad. Like mm-hmm. I could. You could like. I mean, I've known you for ten years, but you could say your name right now. If I just met you, we could walk. We could have a conversation. We could walk down to the kitchen, and I'd have to look at Lee and be like, "What did he say his name was?" Like, you're in my house. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I have to write it down. Yeah. I, I am. If I'm playing different bars and stuff like that, yeah. I, once a month, oh, I'm that's gonna the meet worst. Six people yeah. there. I have a names file in my phone. That's and smart. I, and I'm, I'm a well, but if I die and someone gets to it, it's gonna be like cute bartender. In this place. <laughs> <laughs> like cute like tall, brunette, tall redheaded. You yeah. know, that's right, cross-eyed person. <laughs> like, so I, I, gotta, I gotta be real careful. <laughs> Girl with unibrow. <laughs> <laughs> but it does help me remember names. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. That association. <laughs> we'll start doing that. <laughs> That's hilarious. So the names file. Oh, man. That if I funny. ever keel over when you're songwriting, I just delete it for me real quick. Yeah, man. If you 
if people went found like the random voice notes I have in my phone or my search history, there's going to be a lot of questions. Because <laughs> <laughs> my search history is, and I'm not even talking about, you know, something super nefarious. I'm mm. just saying, like, I will look up some of the strangest. I'm trying to think of an example. What did I look up the other day? Well, I've been fascinated with this thing where they think jellyfish may be from outer space. I've heard of this. Yeah, because yeah. their DNA, there's something about the strand of their DNA. It's unlike any Anything other else. living creature. Yeah. So I go down rabbit holes about stuff like that. Oh, you could probably find a quick one. Oh, They'd yeah. slip right in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went down one of those one night, and like, yeah, I'm just always fascinated by that kind of thing. Uh, of course, I, I go super deep down paranormal things i get super nerdy about that yeah i'm uh what was the quote i heard i think it was a sherlock holmes quote yeah it's like i'm a skeptic by nature by nature so may god if there is one save my soul if i have one <laughs> that's a good way to look yeah, at it i thought i, I, thought I that like was pretty that good too that said uh heard your thing about ghost stories so yeah i, I have one you got a ghost a, story one that's a maybe because I, again really really Bring skeptical it. about this stuff but did you hear the Hunter? Sorry, I'm. That's okay. Did you hear the Hunter Blaylock episode yet? I think I've heard them all. Okay, yeah. well, that that yeah, we're gonna do a live. Well, not live. Oh, I ain't that. I'm not that sophisticated, <laughs> but we are going to do that podcast from his house. I don't Shaddock's know if Miss Ghost Hunters. Yeah, I don't know if Miss Candy <laughs> has approved it yet. I hope she will. I'll you know I'll bring her some barbecue or something. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we go ahead. Tell I got to hear it. Okay, so uh, I'm working at a restaurant in the Roswell Square area. Oh well, yeah, Square. I can already tell you it's true. Yeah, you know, you know, the public house. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Roswell's maybe the most haunted place in America. So that's what I've heard. But and there's been a lot of my people I was working with uh, acquaintances that who I trust and have no reason to lie that told some stories mm -hmm. about doors opening up and slamming and freaking them out. I never had any of that mm -hmm. until one night um, a buddy of mine was closing down the paperwork and I was the closing server. This is, I don't know, 2000, 2001. Okay. And uh, so I, the public house has this gorgeous upstairs area with a big baby grand piano and so I knew how to run, work that thing. I opened up the grand piano and turned the turned the spotlight on so I was just sitting there playing, guitar, uh, playing piano without anybody else yeah. listening. And I remember the roof was creaking, like the wind was blowing. Okay. You know, it had that kind of sound. It's yeah. an old building. Sure. Right? That all makes sense. And I just turned around, and I looked out into the Roswell Square, and none of the leaves were moving. There was no wind or anything going on. And I turned back around, and it kind of did it a couple more times, and then just stopped. And my buddy Perry came through, and I told him what happened. He goes, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we left. But that, that was it. That was it. That was That's your one ghost store. As close as I ever got. It was probably pretty thin. But Well, uh, you know, every time they build a new subdivision in Roswell, every time. I'm not talking about some of the time. Every time they break ground, they find more bone. Oh, that doesn't surprise From me. From whether Civil War or just mostly Civil War. But it was yeah. pretty brutal around here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, and it was kind of Roswell's kind of in that weird in betweener, but like between Stone Mountain and uh, Kennesaw Mountain, and like in that whole valley there, and like just that whole big circle all the way from Kennesaw, Roswell, even up to here. Like, that, I mean, that was they used to send different kinds of signals from mountain to mountain, you know. I mean, a lot of a lot of people died down there. My dad was a big Civil War buff, yeah, he still is, and uh. And would tell my brother and I stories whenever we were driving on long road trips or whatever, or read out of his book. Right. Uh, different uh, 
different snippets of, you know, it's my brother and I, so the war stories, like when it really yeah. gets into the gory stuff. Or as my grandmother called it, the recent unpleasantness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what my grandmother called it. So that'll never change. <laughs> <laughs> the recent unpleasantness. Well, that's what, I, I mean, she's she's been gone a while, but yeah, you yeah. know, she, I don't, I don't remember how old Mama was when she died. I've been knocking on 90, mm-hmm. and that's been at least 20 years. So mm-hmm. She went back there a ways, but, yeah, oh. she called it the recent unpleasantness. <laughs> you are from Alabama. <laughs> yeah, oh, very much so. <laughs> Absolutely. So how did you get that gig at Mad Life? You know, it's funny. Um, how did I get that? Okay, I remember how, you know, um, do you know Sean Foda? You know Jerbo. I know Jerbo. Okay, yeah. Sean is his brother. Mm-hmm. He plays some shows with me every once in a while. Great songwriter. Arguably, in my personal opinion, probably one of two or three best songwriters I know. No kidding. Really good. Yeah. Really, really good. But um, Jerbo was in the new Alabasters. He was the bass player in the new Alabasters. We still play shows together. I still play with Sean, and sometimes we all three will do a little trio thing. But he was doing a show at Mad Life. He was putting on a songwriter show, and he asked me if I wanted to do it. And I was like, sure. And this is not long after Mad Life had opened. Right. And I was like, sure. And um, Carrie, um, what the owner, well, owner, owner's wife, I mean, I'm sure they own it together, however you want to look at it, uh, was in the crowd, and I made her laugh a bunch. She's like, you're really funny. I was like, well, thank you. Which is something else I get a lot lately that I never just really realized. It's just, I'm just, it just weird things come out of my mouth. <laughs> I can't help it. Got good delivery, especially too. awkward moments. I enjoy awkward moments, especially from an MC perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I love it, especially when, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I made her laugh a bunch, and she's like, "Hey, would you like to play on the patio?" And I was like, "Sure." So I started playing on the patio. And then, um, I don't know, it just kind of progressed from there. And then I started first, I hosted, and I still do, hosted the Battle of the Bands. Uh-huh. And, our, our, you know, Kurt, well, you know Kurt Beatler. Yeah. Kurt hosted Undiscovered Artist. And I don't even, honestly, to this day, I don't know what caused the transition. I don't know, maybe he got busy. I, I really sincerely don't know. But, uh, so I started doing that, and I've been doing it ever since. So do you... Uh you still do the Battle of the Bands as yep. well as the Undersecretary. Yeah. So you're there every Wednesday night. No, Battle of the Bands is only once a month now. Oh, okay. It used to be every other Thursday. Oh, right. Now it's just once a month. And okay. then Undiscovered is every other Wednesday. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm there every other Wednesday, and then I'm there every Sunday from 2 to 5 playing music on the patio. It's still got to be great. What a great place to mind oh, so folks great. for this, to see yeah. the new art and the art that's coming through. Yeah, um, and just they've always just been super great to me, Carrie yeah. and Mike that own it. And they kind of let me do my thing. Like last year, I played every Friday night. Yep. And this year, I was like, man, I don't. And it's just the honest truth. I was like, I don't think I want every Friday night tied up. Not even because I wanted to play anywhere else. I just like, I don't think I want to do that every Friday. Oh, it's night. quite a commitment. Yeah. What Sundays also are my crowd. Sundays, right. all the people show up to drink mimosas and margaritas with flip flops on, and I can sing a bunch of old Jimmy Buffett songs, and and it just um, fits, and it works, and they know that as well. Yeah. I'm and sure the yeah. The owners are like, this is a perfect spot yeah. for them. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I told Carrie. I was like, I think that's my crowd. She goes, I think it is too. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll be there every Sunday from two to five. Okay, honey, 
That's what she said. <laughs> so that was that was the end of it. That's how it happened. So yeah. I found uh, that I end up going back and playing a lot of the same venues. Um, yeah, it was just something that kind of happened organically. I right. wasn't chasing that. I, mm-hmm. I never really beat the drum down to uh, right. to get it new to get new stuff going. Uh, it, I didn't for a long time. I'm right. starting to kind of come around on yeah. that now. Uh, just to just to have a new set of things. Yeah, sometimes going you on. need a little. You end up going with the people that that are reliable, right? Like yeah. I, I know and, and I know this crowd's gonna be yep. gonna work. Uh the 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 same people that are working there are, are gonna enjoy it and support it. Be like, oh yeah, chips coming. Yeah, I think Mark and I talked about that too. Like there is something to be said about finding your crowd. We are we are good enough at our level. And anybody you're seeing at the undiscovered yeah. artist or uh, just about anyone coming through my songwriter nights are good yeah. enough that if it doesn't work, it's because you're in the wrong room. Right. It's not necessarily and that, a reflection on your performance. Right. So find your room. And it yeah. may take some trial and error. <laughs> it will. Yeah. If it doesn't, then yeah. you got real lucky or, yeah. or you won't be here very oh, long. I mean, you'll, be, you'll be blowing up. You and I, you said, when was the first time I played was in 2012 or 13 at uh, Roswell. 12. Okay. Yeah. So I f- it is 2018, and I found my room yep. last year. Well, go. actually, it's funny. Uh, a picture you put up on Facebook came up as a two-year memory, and it was you were watching me play on the patio, and yep. it, you had a picture of a hamburger, and you said it's a little early in the day for a beer, but why not? Yep. And it had my name in it. So I guess two years ago. So still, I mean, you're talking – you're knocking on the door 10 years to – and I got lucky. They built a, the perfect spot. They had you set up against the – your back was against the building itself. Yep. And uh, yeah. they just kind of stuck a chair there. This is where you're yep. playing. This is it right here. Now they got a stage. <laughs> Pretty stage. I always joke. I say, I built that stage. <laughs> I built it. Yeah. They, there's a PA out there now. PA. It's, uh, it should be up by this Sunday. Lights, PA. No kidding. Yeah. All you got to do is show up with a guitar and a cord. That's a good deal. Yeah. So that's another reason why I like it. So what about uh, new stuff? I know that you mentioned in the last one that you had uh, that you were a green line. Did, did these things? Are you at a point where they're finding you? To some extent, yes. To some extent, and I think part of that is a product of this show, mm-hmm. and part of the product. It's definitely a product of Mad Life, and just talking to different musicians and like, you know, uh, I think. And and I've said this a lot. Like there is something going on right now. Like there's this crescendo that's happening for all of us. Um, it's not like some little click group. Like it just seems like something's happening outside the Beltway. At least in this, oh, like yeah. Marietta, Woodstock, Kennesaw, all the way up to Canton. You know this this circle, this big circle. There's something happening up here, and I don't know if it's because a lot of people are moving out and. They're building, you know, like the new Reformation. Like there's a new Reformation and going to be in Canton soon. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's part of it. But, yeah, I think I think it's because, like, you know, if a friend of mine calls me that's really good and like, man, I need some gigs, I'll find you a gig. And, I'll you know, I'll call Carrie and say, hey, this guy, he's good, I promise. Boom. And I think credit with them. And I think mm-hmm. that has also come back around in turn – for me. Right. Like, I've called you a couple of times. I'm like, hey, man, how do I get in touch with so-and-so? Yep. But the biggest thing is, and if anybody's listening to this that is a musician looking for a gig, just make sure you show – like, if I put my name on it or Chip puts his name on it, just show up and do your job. Yeah, one of the things I've heard from players talk about at one point, it's like, 
show up on time, mm-hmm. be nice to people, and make sure your shit works. That's, all, you, that's about if it. If you do those three things, then you're you're kind of ahead of most yeah. other people yeah. in this silly business. Seriously, it really is. Yeah, it, be nice to people and make sure your stuff works. It, it's uh, it seems it's pretty really simple. simple. Yeah, but but I guess. Maybe it's the uh, artist mind that Maybe. doesn't come with the uh, organization side. Yeah, it's, it could uh, be. It doesn't often run parallel, right. and uh, and it's rare when it does. Well, and he, I'll be honest with you, it really doesn't run parallel in my mind. But uh-huh. what I've done over years is I have one bag it's sitting right there that has everything I need to play a show in. And yep. if, if something messes up in that bag, I'm in trouble. But there yeah. are redundancies in there. That's the, but it, so th- it's, it's a trial and error. And knowing what you're smart Showing at. up and being... Looking like an idiot before it's happened. I mean, uh, not that long ago, I showed up at Dixie Tavern to run my songwriter's night and left this board sitting right here. Mm-hmm. So my PA didn't work. Luckily, I had my Fishman amp in the car and we did the whole night with the Fishman amp, which honestly, it might have sounded better. Yeah. But um, I need to buy, I need to buy one of those. Yeah. Um, for, for a couple of different reasons. But that, you had mentioned like how the area, this area, yeah. is, is really seems to be happening. growing. There's something going. I've noticed that too. I, I haven't done a bunch of traveling, but I've right. done some traveling, and I, wherever I go, it's I chase music. Yeah, and I would put this part of the country up against anything else. I've Absolutely, seen. I'm sure there's other parts I have. I know there's other parts I haven't, yeah. but they are up against anything else. Especially I've seen as a songwriting else. scene. Yeah, and there's some really great. There's some beast players too, mm-hmm. but there's something going on that. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what started it. So how can we push it forward a little bit? Well, you know, uh, I think, I don't know. That's a good question. I think a few things is starting to do, like Greg Drews and I talked about doing like a like a backyard, a house concert series. Because there's also, I've noticed, there is a lot of people that are into listening to original, not even necessarily original, but acoustic, honest not necessarily country, not necessarily from every angle. No, there's no genre that they're right. going after. But I noticed there's more and more people showing up. When I pulled up at Reformation the other day, and there was like 250 people there. I'm not even <laughs> exaggerating. I was like, you got to be kidding me. It was awesome. I was super excited. Yeah. And uh, Uh-oh. No, no. Well, that, Carrie that Hood, she goes, me. are you nervous? And I was like, no, this is when I'm at my best. Are you kidding me? It's way easier to play for 250 people than it is five. In, yep, for me, anyway. Right. Yeah. Because then if you mess up, then five people know it. You know, 250 <laughs> people like, ah, I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah, it's it's the surprised ones that get me. So I walk into a place and it's more packed or less yeah. packed than I was expecting. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I've got because you know, I have to change my behavior to some or think I have to change my behavior to some degree. I don't so, know. How do you think we push it forward? Um, I, I think it's a combination of I think there's going to have to be definitely some grassroots indie stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I know performance and I know a little bit of sound engineering, but yeah. I don't really know promotion. So, again, this is kind of knowing, trying to be aware of, of, of my own limitations. And right. If, if we get a couple couple people that can talk on that level, yeah. probably don't cross over that much. There are probably some people who are great at performance. Sure. Can't run sound or something along oh, those lines. Oh, absolutely. Uh, or great at uh, promotion. Yeah. What about we started our own maybe a, a night a week that there's a couple of different stages down in the festa in the um the Woodstock area. Yeah. And if we could get a Thursday night the first Thursday of every month or just pick a day and we do a uh, our own 
night where we put our performers out there and um yours and my name or anyone else who can kind of help us yeah. to kind of get something um, and then start to push it forward and then or what about what about a talent forward festival where I like it where this is we're independent of whatever is going on we want like these are we think they're great songwriters right. from, or we think they're great performers or they're great storytellers sure. and we put them and that's where the talent level is we put that together I mean well have you have you ever met uh, David Suddeth uh, I believe I have because he's running the, the Oak House listening room is I'm actually there a week from Saturday, the night after I'm at Smith's Old Bar. Uh, man, he's got a sure enough thing going on over there. It is amazing. Okay, I need to I need to see the yeah. venue because is is that sim- something similar it's a, to what I'm describing? It is, but it's but what, what when you said that, what made me think is like you know, there's the downtown Woodstock has that little amphitheater. They've got like three or and four stages. The, down and there. there's the other one right there behind. I wonder. I wonder. The Reformation was all yeah. the pallets yeah. in the back of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and I'm, there's man. even that tiny one behind the big residential building, and the uh, uh, you know what I'm talking. There's a little oh, tiny little stage. Oh, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. We could throw our own darn festival in, in of all things, well, why Woodstock. Don't we, why don't we throw a festival? Talent Forward Festival. Yeah. Well, when do we do it this year, or no. do we push <laughs> it for next year? My, well, my, the only reason I say no is because I bet Woodstock's booked. Oh yeah, and yeah, and they actually are having like a Woodstock festival in downtown Woodstock this year because I think it's like the it's an anniversary this year, right, of the original Woodstock. Yeah, fifty. Yeah, and they're doing a thing because I know oh, okay. Mad I know Mad Life has like an after party mm-hmm. where some of those those bands are coming in. But that amphitheater is nuts. It's beautiful. It's 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 absolutely incredible, and they do. What a half a dozen shows a year there. Yeah. I mean, there's other events that go on sure. during, during the week. They have some legit bands that come. Yeah, every year. Old Thirty Eight Special rolled uh, through last year. Yeah, Thirty Eight mm-hmm. Special. Uh, who's coming this year? Um, ah, dang, it'll come to me. See, I'm getting bad. I'm getting old. That's right. Um, that's what the phone's for. You can remember that stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. What Google's for. Um, uh, but yeah, I think it's what five times a year during the summer they have some pretty legit yeah, names like in April through September yeah. or something like that. So, but that leaves that stands to reason that there's going to be some dark nights there. We've right. got to be able to do something. I'm sure uh, we could. And I can think of three three outdoor stages in downtown Woodstock. There's Mad Life in between the three of them. Yeah. Um, there's ten other places that have there. three or four. <laughs> <laughs> might know somebody. There. I might know somebody. <laughs> and actually, one of my friends that happens to work there is a marketing wizard. So yeah, promotion wizard. And I guess I'm just trying to open a dialogue like i i, I, I totally agree that there's something going on here yeah, but, uh i i to some degree want to wear it how can i help push this forward mm-hmm. and i know that you probably want to do the same thing oh absolutely absolutely uh man we should start planning one for next next year okay um i'm sure that you know some folks and i know you know folks in uh mad life that we could talk to i might yeah. know somebody who helps put on the uh the big concerts yeah, we'd at need, the amphitheater. Yeah, we'd need somebody, some real sound, and figure mm-hmm. out all the logistics of it. And, I know uh, sound, I know sound the folks. money of it yeah. and uh, charge some tickets. and So that comes around to a festival that I, I have run in the past. It's oh, called yeah. Friendship, Friendship Music Festival. Yeah, yeah um, a dear friend of mine, Ryan Brown, started Friendship United, which is a, a, a natural uh, resource conservation uh, NPO. And um, we, so that's the basis with which we, we the festival itself is a, an awareness thing and a way to ra- raise some money for the NPO. Right. Excuse me. And uh, 
yeah, we've been doing that for a couple of years now. I guess we did six years. It uh, looks like we probably, um, let's see, we did a great one last year, a place called Starbridge, uh, Amp, uh, Starbridge Event Center up in, um, shoot, Martinsville. Yeah, it's Martinsville. Like Georgia, yeah, it's a lot of We yeah. had a great time up there. We had a couple hundred people up there, great nice. bands. Uh, Dead Effect played up there. Yeah. Uh, Hopkins played up there, the GMOs, and a couple of, we had a whole day full of bands out of Athens. And cool. we just had an absolutely great time up there. But yeah, so I do have some experience doing right. this stuff too. I helped run the state or ran the stage the whole time. And uh, Man. love that stuff. It's See, I got a bunch of stuff. So Greg Drews and I started talking about house concerts, bonfire concerts. Now we got a festival. Yep. Let's just take over in Georgia. So that's the thing is we, we need to find everybody else who signs on like we do. Folks yeah. that are like, there is something cool going on here. Right. Andy Leachty, who runs a, a, an Absolutely. incredible amount of open mics yeah. and knows a zillion players. Yeah. And Sean Bulow knows yeah. a zillion players. And these are all folks and that... Like David Suddeth, who I mentioned. Like all resource. these people. Yep. Uh, what about the Hunt House? You familiar with the Hunt yeah. House down You know, I haven't been there. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Blaylock, who uh, was just on here. Um, he played there this last Friday night. Yeah, we put yeah. the original band in there a couple times last yeah. year and had a blast. I saw pictures of it for the first time from the inside. I thought it would be bigger, which I'm glad it's not. That's well, that's my point. So they have a couple of different spots. Okay, they have, well, they have an indoor one, listening room where yeah. you know, maybe 50 people, yeah. and then they have another spot that's a little larger, okay. and then an outdoor spot as well that where you can, well, there you we can go. really make it, really blow it out out there. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe that's where we start. Festival. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go on tour. Yeah. I like the idea of it because you're right. I mean, there's so much, and I don't know. I guess I think the biggest question, or maybe it's not the biggest question, but I don't know a better way to preface it, but is getting the the audience engagement, which there there is. It does seem to be growing. It absolutely does. But I think somehow or another we have to uh, break that barrier to, like, hey, this is happening and you want to be a part of it kind of thing. Right. Does that make sense? You know what I'm trying to say? So uh, there's a guy named Michael League who plays bass for Snarky Puppy. Okay. They're called Snarky Puppy, and they throw a festival, well, the Ground Up Music Festival down in Miami. I went last year, and he is very adamant about this. As he says, I, I, the worst part about doing this whole business thing is trying to sell tickets. Yeah. So I started a festival when I didn't care whether or not we sold any tickets. I wanted to make sure the music was what I wanted and right. that was the forward thing and let the people come. Yeah. Now, Snarky Puppy has a little bit more reach than you and I do sure. at this point. So it makes sure. sense that he's able to pull something like that up. But the model is there and the ability to, if we create something that we genuinely believe in and that ha- that has a that is inc- a really good performers and incredible, I think the draw will happen on its own. Or, yeah, I think or, you're right. Well, I mean, I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier and what's been said many times on this podcast. Like, if you believe in something, just do it. Mm-hmm. Don't. Don't do it for a certain outcome. I'm not, I'm not doing this podcast to get make a whole bunch of money. I've made zero dollars off of this podcast. Right. That's not you know, what this is that's about. That's not what though. it's about. And I don't think that's what a music festival is going to be about, especially not if you and I and the people we've been talking about put it on. Right. I mean, um, you got to pay the bills. You got to pay the sound guy. And you got to, you know, you got to yeah. have some barbecue. So we know someone who can drop a budget. Yeah. You know, and it's just a matter of sitting down and seeing what we want to do with it. Yeah. Um, you know, it helps to have some capital up front. You might sure. be able to get some investors and things along those lines. But, uh, yeah, that, this is all just the beginning stages of this. Right. There, there's one idea. So yep. let's let's put a pin in that. What all right, be there's another, one idea. What would be another way you think we could uh, we could kind of kick this ball forward a little bit? Well, one thing I'm super interested in right now, and maybe it's why I'm doing a podcast, but um, I like – 
I do think that like the virtual space, as in IE online streaming, I think that's a resource that's yet to be tapped. Uh, whether it's a place like you know Twitch, which I know that's ninety percent of that stuff is playing people playing video right. games. But there's, you know, have you ever met Jennifer Jess? Has she ever played your thing? I don't believe so. I need to introduce you because, number one, she's really, really good. Mm -hmm. But number two, she makes half her income, she told me, from streaming three nights a week on Twitch. And she has a setup not that much different than this, a little nicer camera, but basically what we're doing right now. And she streams her song. She does a concert three nights a week. Instead of going somewhere and playing, Mm -hmm. she has her show. And it's in her parents' garage. She moved back in with her parents. She's got this nice little slice of the garage. So I, th- I think there's a there's a resource there to be tapped. I mean, there's a bunch of places like Concert Window. Um, I, I, but I think I think because everybody's so busy, and I do believe, you know, I was talking to um, I mentioned it on here before. I don't know who, but I, I said it's funny. We were talking earlier. We were talking about conversations and having this conversation. Like some of my closest friends uh, that I could see once a week don't have these conversations. Right. But every night, my wife and I play video games, and there's I got twenty people, and I know them by a certain name that's not even their name. Yeah. After a while, you learn their name. But we talk literally every night, mm-hmm. every night, like at least six nights a week. Do you know what they look like? Nope. Well, I know uh, two of them because mm-hmm. one of them now is a Twitter friend and another one's a Facebook friend, Grumpy Jap. That's my Facebook friend. His real name is Storm, and it, I can't remember his last name because it is Japanese. What's your handle on the Back Row Baptist. Yeah, he's still Back Row Baptist. Yeah. That's great. Uh-huh. I wanted to name this podcast the Back Row Baptist Podcast, but there was a bunch of church-going folks that uh, – Already took that from me. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were, yeah. they were ahead of and I was mind. afraid, not that anything ever really bad has been said on this podcast, but I was always afraid that, you know, the deacons of the some church might be listening and be like, whoa, this is not what I intended. <laughs> might have been good for them. Uh, maybe. Might have been good for them. <laughs> Just depends, saying. Depends on which ones you're talking yeah, to, I suppose. Exactly. But uh, so I think, I really do think that is a resource that. Whether it's um, like a legit, you know, you can do your Facebook Live and just hold your phone up, and, and everybody does sure. it. Nothing yeah. wrong with it. But you can you can legit do that with cameras and a soundboard, and like we can make it. You know, somebody could turn their TV on and and hear a legit show. Concert window. I've done a concert window show before. Uh, it's not that complicated. We got everything here to do it. Yeah. Um, those things. I think that's an untapped resource, at least for this area. All right, I really, really do. And then your uh, your crowd can be. A guy named Jeremy Beavers does that a lot. Yeah, I think you know Jeremy Beavers. Yeah. He's he, going to uh, be here next week. Next week. I know he's done a couple of those, yeah. and it sounds like they went pretty well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know how you measure that. Um, if, I think but, you just. I think it's like anything. Uh, it's just. I mean, I guess you measure it on viewership, yeah, I, I guess. But I think it's one of those things that if you build it and you keep consistency, mm-hmm. everything's about consistency. Yeah. Um, there was a joke um, that I was t- telling myself. When I, when I, whenever I practice, it's, uh, you know, 
it's me just sitting down. You practice a couple hours. <laughs> I do every Sunday, from yeah, two to five. Yeah. <laughs> it, it comes and goes, but when I do nah. it, uh, it, it, I wonder if anyone would be interested. And I've talked with Philip Sanders about it. Oh, I can just, promise you, they would. Just put up a camera, and and yeah. you know maybe it's me looping and then playing over a, a scale over it, trying to really get my what if accuracy. We, what if we tried like legit did a YouTube channel? We could do it on. I've already got the YouTube channel. Right. We could do it from. What I've already got started, that would be super fun. So maybe next Monday. <laughs> well, next Monday, Jeremy Beavers is going to be here so to I'm record his episode. We, we pick a night, and maybe this is after you move to another. This yeah. Isn't, this oh, isn't because I'm going to, not to sound fancy, but I'm going to have a much larger room. Not, I mean, not giant, but I'm going to spend a, a exorbitant amount of time making that room perfect. Sure. And, uh. Maybe have a space where we just put up a couple of guitars and sit yeah. around and play, and uh, we'll throw something up and do yeah. an hour on t on online and see what yeah. happens. Um, it's just a way to learn it, yeah. right? And what what was the the mantra before? And just do it. Well, and and I think well, I mean, if we're gonna do something like, because I really do think that's an untapped resource, because I know for a fact if I'm sitting at home, let's say, I don't know, Wednesday night, I'm sitting at home on Wednesday night. And you're putting up, and and I do think it, it needs to be this a quality thing, like legit. You know, use your technology that's available to make it sound good. Yeah. But I would totally sit down there in my recliner if Chip Jones is playing a show on a Thursday night, and I've paid for um like BJ Barham from American Aquarium's done, Levi Lowry is mm-hmm. done. I pay, it's five bucks. Yeah. I click five bucks, and then boom, it's on my TV, and I just kick back and. Watch a show, and it's from their living room. Couch tour. Yeah. That's what we call that. So, and I mean, there's a lot less excuse to tune into that show. The uh, bathroom to, line's a lot shorter. Beer's cheaper. Beer's way cheaper. Mm-hmm. Food's cheaper. You, can do, you don't have to wear pants. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nobody will know. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. I think that's a resource that we really should look into. Yeah, I mean, even if it's just a... I think it would be good to have someone else there too. I I work oh, off no, a crowd, totally. and you work totally. off a crowd too. So I think that having uh, so I, maybe we combine there. Greg Drew's idea of the house show and live stream all those house shows. Yeah. All you need is a really good internet connection. Yeah. That's all you need, mm-hmm. and a computer. The f- yeah, and the a cameras, camera. A camera on that computer. All this other yeah. stuff's going to well, be I mean, fine. That, that little camera, it would do it. Mm-hmm. I got all right. It. So I think we combine. That I think that's it because house shows have come up a few times on this, mm-hmm. and and I know a lot of people that um, Bradford Loomis is a friend of mine. He's originally from I, I want to say Washington, but he lives in Nashville now. Um, I met him one night. Oh, it's probably been three years ago. Eddie Owen from Red Clay Theater mm-hmm. and Eddie's Attic fame called me, and they were doing the songwriters in the round, and um, I can't remember who, but. Had gotten ill and couldn't be there, and he's like, "Hey, would you like to do it?" Oh, well, first off, Eddie Owen calls you to do a songwriter's round. You, you say do yes. It. You yeah. just say yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if Jesus wants to teach you to walk on water, you go ahead and you should say yes. You, you just say yes. <laughs> um, if Jesus wants to take you fishing, you say yes. I mean, he's got a pretty good track record. Mm-hmm. Ask Peter. <laughs> but uh, so Eddie Owen called me. I was like, "Well, yeah, absolutely, I'll be there." And I met Bradford at this, and. Um, he will do pretty extensive tours, and it's just house shows. Yeah. I mean, he'll go from Nashville to Seattle and back. 
So you can make as much money at a house show, if not yeah. more, than you could at a bar. Right. Like the stuff that I'm doing. And typically. I mean, just, I've just been doing it for so darn long. It's yeah. it's what I'm used to. But and, and, I, I love talking about stuff like this because well, it and it comes back too to the whole visiting. Mm-hmm. Where everybody shows up together in a smaller space, you know. Back to the old Southern Baptist roots of bring a covered dish. Everybody brings, you know, somebody brings the beans, somebody brings some tater chips, you know, so, you know. But the event isn't just getting together as a family. The event is the music. Yeah. Uh, so come on, bring something, bring a cooler. Yeah. It's not going to be super loud. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be, a, you know, hell, I'll host the first one. So then we do. Yeah, My wife loves that kind of stuff. So we do, yeah, Shaddix presents or something like that, oh. and then uh, whatever, and, and call it whatever you yeah. want. Then you get, then you get to start yeah. showcasing. Don't have to have my name on it. You have, but you end up. So you end up running it, and um, or at least maybe being a point man on it, and start bringing in other artists that you like. So now I'm bringing in friends of mine that yeah. you know, people I pick from the songwriter night that I think absolutely are some folks that you you can take off a of mad life, and now we. We start to develop something that you or me or so, whoever decides to do this is curating, and I'm not. I don't care who's going. I know Greg's got good taste in music, so I, so I'm going to listen right. this week. Right. That's that's ultimately what you want to build in a yeah. situation like that. And what if it, it? What if it was even? It maybe what if it wasn't just music? What if there's some you know, upstart open mic stand up comedian? Awesome. You know, yeah, so, so or that's a the, poet. There's you know, the idea seriously. of like a talent forward thing, yeah. like whatever it is that make that yeah. uh, that is I find and they're uh, talented, or yeah. you find talented, yeah. or something we bring forward with that. Yeah, I think it would grow. I really, I really do. And and then, you know, I mean, this is uh, I don't know, I don't know what the best term, but but I've been doing an, a ridiculous amount of listening to these podcasts about marketing things. Okay. And not so much because I want to make a whole bunch of money off of anything. It's just I want I, I got a bunch of cool friends that get to, we get to sit and have conversations that I think other people would like to hear. You want to get the word out, and I want to get the word out. And the big thing that's preached in the world today is like personal brand, personal brand, personal brand, and and that's all fine and good. But what I'm really talking about is we develop a brand of if you come to this show, something in it will touch you in some way, whether it makes you laugh, makes you cry, maybe you just like the dip that Linda brought. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's fine, too. Yeah. We, what do we say? Oh, Austin City Limits. Yeah. I, I watch Austin City Limits almost every week, sure. regardless of who's on, yep. at least to give them a couple songs. Yep. It, it helps expose me to new people. Yep. But I'm going there because of that name, yep. because they have it's credibility with me. Yeah. And, and I, I, I got a pretty good chance of hitting... Well, and that also yeah, comes back like. to, you know, on a on a smaller scale, you know, you're talking about showing up and your stuff working and be nice to people. Mm-hmm. That's that's all that's a brand in a way, you yeah. know, and people need to I think everything comes back to you know, what my RJ Harvey, I've said this before on the podcast, but on his guitar case he had a sticker that just said, Don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. And that pretty much works across the board. That's the golden rule. I and if I'd have, if I'd have wrote the Bible, that's what it would have said. <laughs> it'd have been a lesson, but yeah. it is, it, the golden rule would have fit on a bumper sticker. Yeah. Real nice. Don't be a dick. <laughs> you know. And, but yeah, I mean, I think I think we're onto some really cool ideas, and I do think the people that listen to this, uh, you, you know, Leanne Christensen. I was going to bring her up. Yeah. Once she started the whole accountability, the accountability. and I think that's kind of 
what we're talking about too. So you know? she has to be a guest on this. Oh, order, oh yeah, order, she's going in to order be. to speak. Yeah, on, she's going to be. I couldn't do nearly the justice of what she's doing. Yeah, there, no, she's describing doing great it things. that she's doing. Yeah. So, and I think that's cool too because, like you know, David Suddeth, if I, I bring him up a lot, but because he. What he's doing at the the Oak House is amazing, especially for songwriters. Mm-hmm. It's just from, I mean, he's really taken over in some ways. Like he's building this reputation like an Eddie Owen, which I respect a lot. Um, which is not an easy thing to do, and he's not doing a town. real good job of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the reason I started this podcast, and then Leanne started the accountability group. And, you know, if all of us just start these things that become this one, like, they're all, you know, they're circling around this one thing that is music, talent, spoken word, comedy. Hey, he's really good at graphic design. She's really good at uh, marketing, you know. I, I just think there's potential for great things. We're going to continue to surround ourselves with people that have that that attitude to yeah. Leanne, uh, Christian Hutchison, d- yeah. depending on her performing name, yeah. um, is the perfect attitude of someone to bring in. Like, right. She's exciting about it. She's non judgmental about things. She wants yeah. to be supportive and support yeah. others. And it ain't about money. No, it's and, not about um, money. I imagine if you're listening to a podcast for a couple hours on stuff like this, we mostly have people who are, who, it ain't about money at this no, point. No, nobody that's yeah. been on this. I mean, even uh, Mark Gronhofer, who was on here, who has. I think over 300,000, somewhere at 400,000 streams on Spotify. That's a feat. That's spectacular. You ain't making no money no. off of it. I mean, I'm do- that's what I'm doing for a living. Yeah. But I have a modest living. Yeah. And, and, and You're I just, living. I You're, work with yeah. them. And I'm, yeah, I still get to sleep yeah. till noon. Yeah. You pay your bills. <laughs> I sure get to do. eat. Keep my head above water. Yeah. He brought know. a bottle of Maker's Mark. I mean, he's doing all right. There's what else do you need? Left. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. There's still a good bit of it left. Uh, yeah. Um, so... I think that I think that there's a good group around here. Yeah. I don't know if we're if we want to continue to to, to search for ideas at this point. No, but I think I, those are I I like the idea. I think we should just mark it in stone that we're going to legit look into doing our own festival. You know, even if uh, it's maybe, give, give me a day on one of those stages. Give me yep. a Saturday on one of those stages yep. next summer. And uh, between you and I, we've got to be able to put that together. Yep. So uh, at least next summer start. we push for that. Yeah. And then, you know, we we try this other thing with house concerts. We can throw a house concert super easy. Maybe we do one of those a month from now. Oh, yeah. There's no would, reason we can't do that. Right. You know. Um, Let's get you settled into the new place. Yeah, and then, uh, and at that point, once you're up and running, yeah. hey, there, there's your maiden voyage right there is the first one. We'll have one. Oh. And I'll have it all set up. And yeah. So those are two things that will happen. We'll have Greg Drews there because, really, it was his idea. Mm-hmm. He was talking about doing around the campfire, which – I mean, I lived on a cattle ranch. I can call, I can start a fire. So oh, I wonder if it's nice enough if we could do it outside. <laughs> no, I'm just, not, no, I'm just trying to polish this well, a little not, bit. But we will figure it out. So those are two things y'all should look forward to because we're saying that's my big thing is I'm trying to do, if I come up with an idea that scares me, but I think it's good, I'm going to do it. Yeah. This podcast, I mean – you know, you and I have had conversations before, but like Greg Drews, I didn't really know him. The first right. time I met him, legit, legitimately, I introduced him as a completely different person, <laughs> and we're still friends. <laughs> you know, we had to sit down and have a great conversation. Yeah, but uh, you know, so I think 
Yeah. So, all right, a year from now, we're looking at a festival, and sometime before the summer's over, we're going to do a house concert. No doubt. Those two things will happen. Mm-hmm. It's, so. uh, it's our backyard right now, and yeah. um, I think I'm not old in this business, right. but I've been doing it for a little while, yeah. and I think that there's there's a little bit of uh, I want to continue to give back. I want to I want to push this forward a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. If I can. Yeah. And, and what whatever experience I have, I want to share it, and uh, I, th- I think I know how to do some of that stuff. I think you do too. So let's make it happen. Well, we will. Yeah. That's my new thing. If I say I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. Just bring it on. So those two things are gonna happen. We'll figure out location. Well, we'll do it at our house. I tell I'm gonna let Chip tell Leanne when we get downstairs. But, uh, she won't care. No, she she'll be into it. She'll be like, "Oh Lord, how much food do I have to make?" That's what she'll be concerned about. She will be cooking, and I'm not kidding. She'll be cooking the whole week. You'll like, be saying it's potluck. Everybody's gonna bring yeah, something. No, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, what if they don't? No, <laughs> no. What if, what if somebody feels like they can't bring something? I don't want anybody to be hungry. That's exactly how she'll be. And well, that's I, how it again, started. God love her for it. I'm I'm not making fun of her. I'm serious though. That's exactly how it'll be. Well, that's how it started when I walked in. You're like, she, you I, hungry? I, I, I almost, yeah, that's right. You're hungry. Yeah, dinner yet? Yeah, I'm good. Yep, yeah. I should have told Greg to call you. Yeah, she's Invite a, you over for dinner. She's a, she's old school Southern in that way. She Love wants it. to make sure you get fed. Yeah. That's she's still in her very scrubs. Very important. And she's, yep. and she's trying to talk about yep. cooking for me. Yep. Like, I got this. I'm yep. good. <laughs> oh, every night I try to, like, hey, can I help you? Get out of my kitchen. She doesn't let me in the kitchen. I try to do the dishes. Um, I'm allowed to unload the dishwasher. With the exception of certain things, I have to stack them. Like um, Tupperware, I have to put them on top of the stove because I put them in the cabinets wrong, evidently. I'm allowed to put cups away, plates away, Mm -hmm. knives, forks, spoons, those things I'm allowed to put away because I evidently get that part right. But (laughs) the other stuff, I just I make nice, neat piles. (laughs) But mostly it comes down to, uh, you know, I help her clean and stuff like that. But I'm, I have to take out the trash. That's my job. That was what I was going to ask. There's yep. always a, there's always a and other side all to this. the yard work. Okay, so you're because she has horribly allergies. Mm-hmm. Horrible allergies. So I do all the uh, the outside stuff, which is fine. I enjoy cutting grass. Yeah. Put on a new album and on the headphones and just cruise. What's the new album you just listened to? You know, I, I've been listening to the new Susto album a oh, good I've been bit. Hearing good things about that. Uh, it's pretty good. Him, rather. Um, I've been listening to that. Um, the new Brandy, I, I think it's new. It's her, at least her latest, the new Brandy Carlisle album. Okay. Is real good. Uh huh. Like real good, from a, especially from a songwriting standpoint. Um, but there's another one I've been listening to. Well, this one's random that people won't know, but there's a. Every. Oh, I can't remember when it is. I think it's. In the spring or the fall, I honestly can't remember. But in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, they have what is it called? It's a cowboy poetry and music festival. It started in Gatlinburg back when I was in Ohio. But I went down with a friend of mine to it one time, not to play, just to be there. And uh, there's a guy named Bryn Hill, who's a legit Western. Like pretty much everything he sings about is cowboy mm-hmm. stuff. But is an amazing songwriter. And he has a new it's called, a new album called Rocky Mountain Drifter that I there's a song called Oklahoma Wind on there that takes me back to places and people and yeah. things. And uh so I've been li- I'll listen to that song on repeat sometime. Uh, I'm trying to think there's been a 
There's one more I, I can't remember. Uh, oh, the new Hayes Carl album's okay. really good, yeah, too. Yeah, I've, I've got one spin through yeah. that. Yeah, it's really I good, too. That, those are probably the ones that really come to mind. How about you? Have you been listening to anything new? So I uh, took one spin through the Hayes Carl thing. I really yeah, liked it's it. Really There's good. another group, uh, uh, Ghost Light. I've heard the name. A, it's kind of a super group. Uh, Tom, Mar- uh, pardon me, Tom Hamilton, who plays okay. guitar for, he used to play for a group called Brothers Past. Okay. He's playing for Joe Russo's Almost Dead. And he's just kind of a big Philly guitar guy. Um, he, he had a great quote. I'll try to remember to come back to that. But it's he and a girl named Holly Bowling who plays piano and did a lot of like jam band interpretations, of, uh, all piano instrumental interpretations okay. of, 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 of like improvisations, long kind of form. It's really incredible. And they just, Put an album out a couple of weeks ago or a week or so ago, and I've been listening to that. Um, and then the new Snarky Puppy album. Okay. When I put it on the li- oh, and we're, the lady and I are driving, her head starts bobbing, yeah. which is usually the I'll good side. I have to listen to yeah, that one too. Uh, yeah, that one's fantastic. Uh, I did put on what was the second Blues Traveler album, Travelers and Thieves, when mm. we were driving back from Nashville this this past weekend, and that was the one I hadn't listened to in a long time. It's really good. Yeah, that some really of the, er, the early couple albums. Great are songwriting too. Monsters. Yeah. John Popper. You know, everybody thinks John Popper, and they think harmonica. Sure, which they and should. They should. <laughs> but he's an amazing vocalist. Yep, and, and a real good songwriter. A great writer. The lyrics yeah. he's he's able Mountains to. Mountains went uh, again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some good yeah. stuff there. Um, so that's that's mainly what I did. I went and saw Umphreys McGee up yeah. at the Ryman this past weekend. Uh, yeah, you sent me a picture. Shows. Steps that's of right. the Ryman. Yep, that, that's that, awesome. That, every time, every time I'm there, I got to make sure. I yeah, do that, that was I'm awesome. Sure, I'm sure I'm not the only one. You got to have other people that do that. Yeah, yes, I've had a few. You're the first one in a minute, but yeah. yes, I've had a f- <laughs> several people do it. And the best part is, though, y'all did it on the front steps. No, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, like that's because that's literally the steps I wrote it on. Yes. Yeah. So you like actually had the correct steps. Good. Well, if, if you'd seen what was on the other side of the, of the photo, it wouldn't have nearly been as romantic, but it was me. It was me and the lady sitting on the steps with big old post concert smiles on our face. Yeah. And on the other end, the other side was like five feet of sidewalk with one guy standing there and a bunch of pissed off people walking by. And then a huge roast of traffic, people honking at each yep. other and construction on the other That's side. That's pretty much Nashville now. Yeah. It, That's it, pretty it, much it Nashville. seemed to be the experience all yeah. weekend. It's pretty much Nashville. <laughs> but Nashville's got a bunch of great stuff. I haven't been in a minute, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a what is it? What are they? A conundrum wrapped in a riddle, kind yeah. of a town. It seems that way. Yeah, um, there's a lot of good stuff though. You got to find it though. It yeah. doesn't see. It didn't seem to jump out. Uh, not the not necessarily it was bad stuff, but the stuff yeah. that was there was the tourist stuff, the stuff that everybody knows about. Yeah, I wish I uh, says the guy who just went to the Ryman, but you know. Well, yeah, but the Ryman, you're allowed. I mean, I figured it's you're, like, yeah, that's church. That's to me. yeah, that's that legit. Augusta National or church. Yeah, that's that's a legit. Uh, one thing, one cool thing that happens in Nashville every Friday and Saturday night at Roberts Western Wear, which I don't know why they call it that, because they don't sell clothing. Uh, it's a bar. <laughs> no uh, maybe it used to be. No, mm-hmm. no boots, no nothing. They should be. They should have a couple of like branded boots in there. That yeah, probably sell the same. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know why, but uh, every Friday and Saturday night, and maybe Sunday night, but I know Friday and Saturday night, uh, there's a band called the Don Kelly Band. Mm-hmm. They play there every Friday and Saturday, and the, they play nothing but older country, like mostly like 50s, 60s. They'll play some newer. They stop in the 90s for sure. I mean, they, they play legit country music. But the cool thing about that is whoever is the next big-time Telecaster player, 
will always be in the Don Kelly band. Okay. Like um, Guthrie Trap. Have you ever heard that name? I've heard the name, yeah. Okay, he was in the Don Kelly mm-hmm. band. Uh, Daniel, uh, how do you say his name? Dana Tallo. Or, uh, he's a younger guy. He's got curly hair. Uh, just a, a wizard. A wizard. Like of chicken picking. Yeah, just, like, oh, yeah. He was in the Don Kelly band. Uh-huh. The guy that plays for Alan Jackson, which was Guthrie Trap at one point. And then uh, J.D. Simo, have you ever heard that name? Heard the name. Don Kelly band. Okay. So whoever is the hottest Telecaster player that lives in Nashville that hasn't moved on to something else, but the next the next one. He seems to be a, always in the Don Kelly band. He's the staging. Yep. Pre- and Don Kelly's r- really good, too. Uh-huh. And uh, they're always – I mean, it's it's if you're in Nashville on a week a weekend night, it's worth going to see them. They may play there Thursdays too, but I can promise you Friday and Saturday night. I should go check that out. We yeah. had to get we had to get a little. It's off not the a bad path. time. It's not a bad time. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't blame you for getting off. I mean, you head over to East Nashville and yeah, you know some good look spots for there. Aaron Lee Tashton or Wade Sapp. You know Wade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I mean, that's he's right. He's playing up there, a bunch. Of, oh, he's doing real well. He went on tour with Culture Wall. Uh, Chris Weinholz. I should have yeah. looked him up what? too. I didn't even think about. Yeah, this. have I you heard from him? Not in over a couple of years. I, I cover Chris Weinholz too. Yeah, that's right. Man, <laughs> I miss him. He was great. Uh, Katie Martin. I do a Katie Martin yeah. tune. Man, I can't so. play guitar good enough to play Katie Martin. Uh, I, yeah, th- this is a nice little three chord thing that. Yeah. In national natural Katie fashion, she makes sound like an orchestra. Oh, she's so good. Uh, yeah, she played. Either the first or the second one of my Dixie Tavern shows. So cool, right? They're all running together now, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, she was definitely there, and oh, she we, was awesome. We had a cool lineup. Matt Urbanix coming this yeah, uh, Thursday. Yeah, I haven't uh, met him before. He sang, she sang. Yeah, yeah. I, I love he sang, she sang. Yeah, Matt's yeah. done my my song with yeah. Matt a bunch. He, yeah, he's a he's a, even sat in on drums for a deep cuts gig. When okay, yeah, he sent me some stuff, and I was like, well, yeah, absolutely, because I do a little submission for him, and that's not for me to be like thumbs up, thumbs down. It's just like some people I don't know, and I just want to hear them. Yeah, really, I, I usually tell folks that I want to put you on a bill. Where it's gonna match with everybody exactly. else. I don't That's wanna, what I try to do. Like, yeah. like the Tatums. Have you heard the Tatums? You're gonna. Uh, I need. To, are they playing this? this yeah. Thursday. Yep. Cool. You're gonna right. love them. I Speaking of which, um, uh, I can't remember the date, but I'll mention it again. But they're really cool. They're going to adopt a child. And Greg Drews and I mentioned this, and I can't remember. I want to say Kenya. This is where we need Leanne to come in and be yep. like, "It's in Kenya." I'm pretty sure it's from Kenya. I want to say India, but I'm pretty sure it's Kenya. Either way, uh, they're adopting a child, and we are going to do. And stay tuned. I'll put a. I'll put the date in the notes. This because I got so many numbers in my brain right now. Y'all don't understand how many numbers go through my head in a day. I build stuff I can't afford, and there's like these super complicated angles and copes, and. uh, like, my whole life is numbers, and so this number has escaped my brain. But um, we're doing a benefit to help them raise money for the adoption, and it's going to be at Mad Life. It'll be from 2 to 8 on a Sunday. I just can't remember which Sunday right now. Um, You'll let the people know. Yeah, I'll let them know. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned it in the Greg Drew's podcast, I think, but um, but absolutely. And it's going to be a cool thing. I don't know how we're going to do it yet. We're going to figure it out. We're gonna take some donations. We're gonna do something. Mm-hmm. I don't. We ain't figured it out. Just get them something. But it's one of those things. I said I'd do it, and we're gonna do it. You're gonna give them the tip jar or something like yeah, that. Them, yeah, all the money's going to them. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Um, everything's going. It's all going to help them with all the costs that 
it's going to be for the adoption. And they're awesome people. There's two of the sweetest people you'll ever meet. And if anybody deserves to, you know, make the world a better place, they are two of those people. They're so, going to help. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a worthy cause if there ever has been one. Uh, but the, but they're going to be there Thursday. That's great. It's a husband and wife duo. He's a great guitar player. They're real good songwriters and just harmonies that'll make your hair stand up you on your arm. You and Gregory were talking about it. And, and oh. that's, what, that's when I thought about mentioning the whole blood harmony yeah. that we talked about yeah. earlier with the high beams. Well, the high beams, it's almost unfair. It is. I, I'm they, not so sure they didn't sell or sold to somebody. I'm just saying. <laughs> I want to know if that number is, if I can do a little more sales. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> depending on how much it is. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I like warm I'm, weather. I like shopping. I like warm weather. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, those guys are great. Um, yeah, they're all super nice guys too. They they yeah. they come down all my song, uh, yeah. each songwriter night. A They've been to Mad Lives a couple of times, and now they're they're legit. Like they're oh, out there touring legit. for a living. They're they're yeah. they're hitting the road for a big chunk of time. Yeah, and, and I mean, good for them. I mean, absolutely. you add Kate Coleman to it. And yeah, that's a powerhouse. I mean, yep. I don't know many people that can sing as well as Kate Coleman can sing. Yeah, she's and it looks and really too Corey, who. I mean, it seems like he's doing a little more recording and kind of standing, you know, out of the spotlight these days. But he is super, super talented. He's too. a Slayer player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he, and a harmony singer on his own, right? Jazz school? Yeah. Oh, the so, boy can play. Uh, yeah, guitar. so he, he knows what's going on. Yeah. Um, he's fantastic. And from what I understand, he's just backing her, like doing that's the recordings. That's what and, it sounds like. And just playing lead for And her, I think they, I think he runs a studio kind of out of their house, too. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and he's good at that too. No doubt. He's going to be good at whatever he does. Yeah. Uh, he whatever grew up he does. in uh, Western New York as well. Yeah. So we kind of have that. Buffalo, uh, right? He's yeah, Buffalo. That's right. He's funny. He's got that Buffalo thing. It's I've got several friends that are from Buffalo, and they all have that Buffalo thing. And if you know somebody from Buffalo, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and I don't mean that bad. I no. love it. It's, but it is a thing. It's a thing. Yep, it's absolutely. a Buffalo. It's a, it's a way they talk, it's a, a demeanor. They're fiercely loyal. Yep. They're fiercely loving. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just got to know how to take them. <laughs> and I mean that with nothing but love if he hears this. I I love him to death. I haven't seen him in a couple of years now, which is a real shame. A bunch of years ago, I was seeing a girl at Rosal Tap, and some guy came up to her and said something grossly inappropriate right. to her. But we weren't there. And she came out and told myself and Kate and Corey were sitting at the table. And I just kind of shrugged my shoulders, and she, I was like, you know, she can handle it. That's fine. Yeah. And Corey looked at me. He's like, if someone said that to my girl. <laughs> oh, remind, I'm not going to say what I remember. He, I don't know who it was about because he and Kate used to come to my – when we lived in Smyrna, they would come by every once in a while, and we'd do, like, dinner, and then we'd write a song or something just, just yep. to hang out. Uh wasn't long after I met them at, at Roswell Tap. And – uh I will. T- I'm sorry, y'all. I can't say it. I wasn't <laughs> going to say what, what it was but, told. But I will tell Chip off the podcast what he said, <laughs> and I haven't laughed because anybody. The more inappropriate you can make the joke, the harder I'm going to laugh. Like, I mean, it can be dark. Yep. And I'm going to laugh mm. real hard. And it was the darkest thing I've ever heard anybody <laughs> say. <it. laughs> it was. It was great. Uh, I don't even remember the what it was about, who it was about, 
but man, it was funny. Yeah, I grew up in Rochester, New York, and Kate Corey grew up in, in Buffalo. Yeah. There's like the natural rivalry. It's kind okay. of a Auburn, Alabama kind of thing. Okay. Uh, I, I wouldn't put it maybe at that level. Yeah. Because I understand, maybe I don't understand quite how deep yeah. that runs, but uh, but I know it's there. But uh, yeah, the Buffalo Rochester thing existed. Yeah. There was, um, I was telling the story the other day. Uh, both cities have grown a bunch since sure. I left, and they oh, used to sure. have the same area code for the whole Western New York. And Buffalo somehow won whatever debate or argument to keep to the get, original area code. Uh, and they, they, it, was a, it was a big point. <laughs> it was a big funny. point. Yeah, there's a Buffalo thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got several friends. I can see, I can see them fighting to win that dang area code. <laughs> Just a number, people. Yeah, that's just right. a it's number. A silly thing to get all worked up about, but they will. Well, what else is going on, man? You know what the, the beauty of this is? We've been talking for an hour and forty-one minutes. Yeah, it doesn't I, seem like it. I wasn't looking at the clock. Yeah, and I, I just the only reason I look over it's not to look at the clock because I we can go on for another yeah. hour and a half. That's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, I always just want to make sure it's still recording. Right, I've had Absolutely. some moments in, <laughs> in the past. I heard about the yeah. Deborah Lynn Rodriguez yep. episode. And then you guys were even 10 minutes and you're like, did we talk about this again? All right, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, when I that's the only episode other than the first one that I've actually edited because I both of us repeated things like in, literally in the recording. Yeah. I was like, well, there's no reason to say that twice. Yeah. <laughs> there's no reason for that. Well, if you see something like that happen with this one, I don't. I'm, I'm I don't think carte blanche to edit anything out. No, I don't um, like editing it. It's more work for me. That's true. That's true. You do have to send me some. Do you got any recordings? Of your see, show? that's the thing. I was going to bring a guitar because I don't. Well, really I don't do much. know if you've looked around the room. Yeah, but that was why I didn't bring one. <laughs> so I was like, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a couple guitars yeah, there's, around there. There's but, a few. That one's got brand new strings on. No it. kidding. Yeah, well, I could make that thing sing for a minute. Some brand new. I'd, I'd be better off doing that than I would trying to send something. I've got a lot of stuff that's yeah. been around. Uh, for years, yeah, and uh, and, and was, it wouldn't well, be exactly. You need to record some stuff. Yeah, I, just a couple. It's just a. That's the thing is when when I don't get right. Yeah, there's not a yeah. lot there, no, and then and most of the stuff that I do write is for a band. Yeah, and so it, it so it doesn't always quite translate. Yeah. But I got a couple. You know, I, I could. I'll when I come play your song. Well, oh yeah. Hold on a sec. How long is the set? Forty minutes. Yeah, I can cover that with original music, or, <laughs> or, at, least, or at least at least with uh, someone else's stuff that I can yeah. I can be like, well, here's my buddy, Katie, or uh, pardon me, uh, yeah, Katie Martin. Here's here's her song. I'll, oh I'll no, that's that totally couple. cool. All right, cool. I'm I'm kind of like you too. I'm not militant about, you know. I mean, if somebody got up there and played forty straight minutes of covers, that ain't gonna happen. That, that's not what I wanted you here for, right? You know. Yep. But I mean. I'm not going to be mad at somebody who's legit trying to write songs and who has written, you know, four or five, you know, good songs. Mm-hmm. And then like, okay, I'm going to play three or four. I'm, I'm, that's cool, man. That's cool. So that's going to be closer to what I can do. But, my, you know, one of the things that I started doing when I first entered the cover business was I had to pick stuff that I liked. Yeah. Um, you know, Brown Eyed Girl's a fine song, but yeah. if I played it every every night, oh, I'd, yeah. I'd go bonkers. And, yeah. and there's there's a zillion others out there, like Wagon Wheel's a great yeah. tune, but it's kind of been done. Right. And uh, and my philosophy is i got to do stuff that I enjoy. Sure. I think that comes across. And also, there's a zillion great tunes out there that, oh, yeah. that, are, that people are even familiar with that they right. don't know. Yeah, uh, and so, forgot they knew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you start playing like... Uh, we do uh, one thing leads to another. Yeah, and uh, the, the fix uh, in our deep cut set. And right. as soon as that thing goes on, you see it that that oh yeah, yeah this I love song. that and then song. People start boogieing. Yeah, and uh, 
And so that's what I try to do with the uh, acoustic guitar. And the other side would be to maybe find things that don't quite belong on the acoustic guitar right. and try to get those to work. Yeah. Like we've do, uh, been doing Day in the Life by the Beatles okay. with a solo acoustic guitar. Or, yeah. or you know, uh, Space Oddity. A lot of people do yeah. that. But it, but, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> Your version's pretty good of that, though. I <laughs> well, like we that. We have a lot of fun with it. So, so we're intentionally picking kind of weird stuff, yeah. both for the deep cuts and for my solo project. And that's it's just become... a. Uh, a thing that's how I get it out of my head. It right. was a song by a Leo Kotke song called Twice that got stuck in there a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. And uh and I just decided, okay, well oh I hear a G. Oh, that's an A minor. Okay, right. that might be this. And so I just bring the lyrics up and I just do it. And that's kind of embracing it. Right. It's the the old Bugs Bunny philosophy oh, you can't beat them join them kind join, of thing. yeah sure yeah, so, so I can't beat this song. It's gonna be in my head beating me up the whole time. Yeah I mean so there's I'll a few embrace like embrace it. Like Blaze Foley's uh, and John Prine did, and I play a lot of John Prine. But uh, Blaze Foley, the um, man, see, I should be better at remembering these things if I'm gonna host a podcast. But maybe that's what endears me to people. I don't know. Perhaps, and I'm maybe. telling you that we'll edit this thing. We'll no, edit, I won't. Not cut, not cut it out, but just just cut a little voiceover <laughs> I, with I, Leanne filling in. Really, I think that's not a bad that's idea. Actually. Mm-hmm. A brilliant idea. <laughs> so, so right here, she's gonna say, uh, "What is that song?" <laughs> you you just, you just research like the five or six yeah. things that we came. It's up only been like, like two just, or three. Just come in and say, "Honor Blaylock." <laughs> it's totally gonna work. But yeah, anyway, like what I was gonna say besides just that song was, uh, like I've been going down a deep dive on Towns Van's hand songs because I do one cover. And, uh, Pancho and Lefty. I knew mm-hmm. Pancho and Lefty was just town fans. And I was like, man, I bet. I mean, I, not I bet. I know he's got a bunch of other songs. So this whole week, I've been going down a deep dive. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do that one. I'm gonna do that one. And just for the same reasons, because that's what I like. Yeah, and so then you go there and and you have uh, something that generally sounds new to people, but they they already know on a Sunday that they're you're, they're mm-hmm. these all these tunes are Greg Shaddix approved or uh, yeah. you're the one that turned me on to Hayes Carl with uh, oh yeah uh, t- two years ago from when that you played uh, she left me for Jesus <laughs> yeah I walked some people at Mad Life with that one night that was I think it was that day yes it yeah, was yeah, and was that like, the same day like, the... people were enjoying they were having a blast yeah. and you started singing that song and they dropped yeah the was money that on the, the table day, wasn't that the day too were you there the day that I was like can y'all not take a joke like i was <laughs> i i was hollering at him from the microphone not like in a berating yeah, yeah. way but i was like seriously y'all can't take a joke <laughs> i mean listen to the song it's like it's completely tongue-in-cheek oh yeah, oh, yeah. completely tongue-in-cheek and, and your delivery is absolutely that way too it's not like they were mistaken it's just yeah they just yeah. chose to be offended I mean, what's the one line in there it's like uh he could be could be a commie or worse yet a Jew. Yeah, Do y'all really right. think I believe that? <laughs> that's right. Seriously, I'm the guy without shoes on playing guitar. Yeah, in the middle I'm of a the, town yeah. called Woodstock. Yeah, like, I have you no really sh- think I'm all beat up about this? Yeah, I have no <laughs> shoes on and probably like a dead effect T-shirt. Y'all really <laughs> think this is how I feel about it? Seriously, <laughs> that's spectacular. Oh man, he's got so many lines in there like that. <laughs> oh, what's the last? The last one is like it could have been Carlos or Billy Ortez. If I ever meet meet Jesus, he's gonna wish he was dead. Come on, man! It's kick a, his ass. Oh yeah, oh, it's a joke. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. But I mean, if you can't take it, if, if you can't take a joke, you probably shouldn't be at my show anyway. Because there's a chance I might pick on you. And I've literally seen you filter those people out. Yep. So, and that's okay. <laughs> Didn't need you here. That's I don't right. know how mad life feels about that, but other people showed up and sat down. I've also hollered at people on the street, y'all come drink with us. <laughs> Sometimes and it works. They do. Sometimes you get the finger. Yep. 
Most of the time it works. That's right. Why not? That, yeah. like, that dude looks fun. Yeah. I'll sit there and talk to you for 15, 20 minutes before I play the next song. Figure yeah. out your whole life story. I wish I had that. Um, yeah, for me, it's a little quiet, and I'm, I'm anxiously searching for the next song. Yeah. And in my head, it's something along the lines of, I've been quiet for too long. Which is funny because in, in you know just everyday life, you're very conversational. I think so too. Is it just the microphone? Or do you? Why is that? That's a good question, actually. Um, because I've seen you play, and you're right. You, I'm not saying you know you're not awkward on stage, right? No, no, no. By I, any stretch of the imagination, but you're not you're not necessarily necessarily talkative. So I need a foil. I think when you and I played together, we had that. We had the back and forth to a fiddle player a guy named sure. Wes Macklemore okay. plays. That makes sense. Spectacular at that. Um, and then there's also a little bit of a business side to yeah. it. Like I need to keep this a little prof- and for better or for worse. It's a strange well, thing to some, think of in this business, but it's yeah. Well, yeah. You know, and I look at it that way too. When if somebody's playing, paying me to play, then I treat it like they're paying me to play. Yep. You know, I don't take a lot of breaks. I'm not saying everybody has to do that. But, you know, I've also said this a hundred times. Like, I'm sitting on a stool playing the guitar. I don't mm-hmm. really need a break. I mean, it's not that complicated. So my, Some shows are different. Some, my foil to that is that sometimes people's ears need a break. But if you're giving them 10 or 15 minutes some every couple of songs yeah. where you're telling well, stories so that, that you're kind of getting yeah. them, right? Yeah. Uh, people enjoy that. I think that, that that change in and out actually yeah. helps to some degree. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a, good, that's a good point. I took a break uh, last Saturday when I played Reformation. Mm-hmm. Just because I was, for one, I was playing at a pretty dang loud level, so I needed a break yeah. from my ears. But, uh, but also... It just it felt right in that moment. Got to get a beer. Got to take a beer. You yeah. Got to take a leak, and then and you got to talk to these people. Yeah. Sometimes it, it helps to go and have a, a yeah. direct shake interaction. Shake some hands, with folks. Absolutely. Especially you know, especially when I'm singing some like deep cut, you know, Jimmy Buffett song like "Livingston's Gone to Texas" that only a true Jimmy Buffett fan. And that one table like that starts dude. singing along. Well, I did. I literally saw a lady. Singing along, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna have to talk to her. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to introduce myself because <laughs> if you know that song, you're a legit Jimmy Buffett fan. You're not just putting on a coconut bra and drinking too many margaritas. Like that's you've been right. listening to this stuff for a long time. And that's the same thing that happens with the deep cuts that I play. When I yeah. see someone, you know, I play a fish tune. That's not see someone yeah. light up at it. I'm like, all right, I'm all right, go we're, we're probably sit. we're probably gonna be friends. <laughs> I gotta sit down and have a beer with us for the yeah. break. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's it. Seems a a good. That's maybe how I do the interaction a little yeah. bit. Oh. oh, that makes sense too. And it's, yeah, you, you. I can see you being more the one-on-one and less the on-stage personality. You catch me in the right spot, though. I'll do it. I, oh, I, I'm sure. Just, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure. It's more of an in the mood. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I, I I love it. It's yeah. It's it's the best thing I've ever done. Uh, as yeah, far as making a little bit of money at it. Uh, yeah. I don't know how long it'll go. I don't see any end to it. I'm always, starting I've, a little I've, wanderlust. What, what, what is the next step for Chip Jones? I've always wanted yeah, that. I don't know. Um, not that you have to know. But the quote that I've heard that I really liked is I'm a, I'm a gardener, not an architect. Okay. So I so tend it... to kind of help things like the songwriter or, 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 or just maybe kinda, it's this festival. Maybe. And, and it, uh, here's a chance for me to help kind of promote other people and sure. get things going. Um, but if I, I've never been someone who just set a long term goal sure. and built twenty goals between the you know the Oh no, I didn't I didn't really yeah, I definitely didn't see it as I, that I way. Know. I just I always wonder what's in what's Chip do next. I also got a lot not of Not in a bad way. Right. I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong now. I'm just like I always wonder what 
I've wondered that about a, a lot of people. Yeah. You know, some people have what they do set in stone, whether they're building a business and they build it as big as they can and then they plateau and they stay there or they sell it to somebody else and then, you know, they sell a business for, you know, a few million dollars and go live in Tahiti. That's cool, too. Mm-hmm. You know, some people that it almost seems preordained what they're going to do. I like I prefer the people that I don't know what I'm going to do next. Yeah, I think I alluded to it downstairs. I, I'm just trying to build a pirate ship. Yeah, or just trying to build yeah, my own too. my own ability to 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 handle whatever's coming. Yeah, and uh, and if I do that and I surround myself with some people that I trust. And, yeah, uh, and, well, that's a big thing. Yeah, people that will legit have your back. Mm-hmm. You know, I I like the friends, and I think you and I are this kind of this way. Is like. We don't talk every day, but if you call and said, "Hey, buddy, I need you," I'm all right. Yeah, Tell me what's going on? And just like this conversation, yeah. it just picks up wherever we right. left off. Yeah. There's not a whole lot. Some of, of my best friends are that way. Preamble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, we, we did it. We I think we did it. Yeah. We're creeping up on two hours at this point. Aren't you we? might be. Oh yeah, you're going to be officially the longest one. Well, it's the first time I would never said that. Greg. <laughs> Might want to cut that out. <laughs> oh, no. No. No, I'm not. I'm absolutely not. Yeah, well, if you waited this long. <laughs> then, 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 if you then, made it this far, you deserve to hear that joke because it was low, fantastic. The low-hanging fruit. Hey, man, those are the best jokes. Farts are still funny. Mm-hmm. And thirteen. no man outgrows 13-year-old humor. None. Yeah, I... I think you're right. No. Um, they're they're lying and probably lying to themselves. Probably, yeah. Uh, some try to condition themselves to do otherwise, yeah. but you catch them in the right. One of the most put together people I ever met in my life is my dad. Mm-hmm. And I've said, like I told that story, of Greg Drews. There's that little kid in the audience at the church in the in the congregation, which I used to always make a joke. In the middle of every good congregation is a Greg, because it's literally <laughs> the word. Yeah, word. I get it. Yeah, that's pretty clever. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's so your now we've had two, now we've had two bad <laughs> jokes, uh, but when he, that kid broke wind, my dad lost it. Yeah, I mean he's up there preaching the word of the Lord. Yep, a strong <laughs> he man. Lost it. He, 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 knew, he knew what he the right lo- thing to do was. Yeah, he, he knew what the right thing to do, but he didn't. <laughs> he did not. He did not. He lost it. So you don't. I don't care who you are. You don't outgrow it. Farts are funny. They just are. Yeah. Uh so. I can't think of anything else. You don't have a website, do you? You have uh, jones.com? Theliadmusic.com there you go. Is, the, is the best one for the original band. So uh, it's The fi- Iliad with two L's. Put it all together with a dot .com afterwards. The Theliadmusic.com. Oh, music. Yeah. Put music after that, before we'll make, that dot .com. We'll make sure that, uh, that that's in the, in the liner notes, I imagine. Yeah. That's where I direct most people. Okay. Uh, if you want to find me in my... Uh, uh, my cover shows you can find me on facebook i yep. post everything there uh somewhat on instagram as well you can probably and check my facebook too because if he puts something up on there i'm gonna share yeah you're always sweet and repost i try to stuff. share everybody's and, stuff yeah that and uh and then also the songwriter nights if you're at all interested i'll make sure that uh greg gets my email yeah. on, on this as well uh, feel free to reach out uh 30 minute sets we encourage the original music but uh, the whole idea is just to come up there and perform and and meet interact with other musicians and ask, you know, that, that it's a great place to, how, where are you gigging? You know, yeah. What have you been doing lately? Well, one good thing about Chips, too, that, and I and I try to keep at least my Dixie Tavern this Tavern one this way as well, but there's there's not a lot, there's not a lot of pressure. Like, you're not going on feeling like, what I mean by that is, you're, there's no judgment whatsoever. 
Like, just come do your thing. Yeah, if you got a drip of my personality off of this thing, and yeah. I'm a pretty laid back individual, yeah. I try to encourage that at these songwriting. Just literally well. facilitating a microphone and a PA for you to sing your stuff. Yeah. That's what he and I both try to do, really, yep. at the end of the day. Just give you what you can do. I mean, I'm not in control of Mad Life, but that's what they're trying to do there, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are. Um, so, yeah, I will, yeah, if if you're listening to this, you already know how to get in touch with me. So if you want to play one of Chip's things, hit me up, and I will pass you along. No problem. Or, like he said, find him on Facebook. Absolutely. Chip see, Jones, yeah. just like the baseball player. Just like the baseball player. Um, he's got longer hair. <laughs> got that right. Got longer hair. Um, I think that's it, buddy. Thanks for having me out, man. This is awesome. It was fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I love I love how they go. You know, we start off with just like the normal regular chit chat and then now we're gonna start a music festival that's right solve some world's problems we're gonna solve, along well, the way. you know the world's Couple problems aren't that complicated no. it comes back down to the the golden rule don't be a dick don't be a dick i'm serious that's <laughs> life is really that simple doesn't matter what color you are what orientation of any form or fashion this is the sound of me ordering a don't be a dick bumper sticker yeah. on online on the way yeah. for your guitar zan got that right i love that <laughs> Yep. That's somebody I should cover. Why do I not cover Ray Stevens? Yeah, uh, that, the street. I've thought about boogity doing boogity. that. I've thought about doing that guitar Zan for the po- folks that don't know. That's my license plate. Yeah, but uh, I've thought about doing that song. Yeah, I, for whatever reason, I it turned I'm me off last time I listened to it. Mm-hmm. Ahab, the Arab. That's probably not the best one to do. <laughs> yeah, that might be a little outdated. Yeah, it's a little outdated. <laughs> a little tone deaf. I'm not sure. Yeah, but then again, I mean, if you could take a joke. But no, I'm still not going to do it. You can't follow it up with Hayes Carl, that's for sure. (laughs) No. Actually, it would be even worse if you did. If you did, she left me for Jesus and then followed it up with Ahab. Ahab, That's Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's a a bad idea. That's a bad idea. (laughs) Well, we we, we had a couple of good ideas along the the road, folks. They Uh, can't all be perfect, folks. That's right. We're we're just throwing and seeing what sticks to the wall. They can't all be perfect. All right, y'all. Well, thank y'all so much for listening. Um, I'll put pretty much everything we talked about in the show notes. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, uh, and YouTube. Um, It'll be in all those places. And I actually think I may add SoundCloud, and uh, I may actually start posting the actual video on FaceSpace, too. So um, I'm thinking about doing a MySpace page just for nostalgia. <laughs> just, they, it's still out there. Oh, I, it's legit still out there. There was there. someone trying to convince me to made a comeback. Yeah, it ain't made a comeback. Yeah, but. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Um, and uh, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Um, it means the world. If you will, and I won't sound like I'm preaching, but if you just, whatever platform you listen to this on, if you just click, click the subscribe button and then leave a little review and tell me where you're at if you leave your well I wouldn't leave your email on a public forum but um, you know just click a little like button makes a world of a difference and uh, of course y'all be nice to each other I get myself in line. Ooh. 
the gold mine is my own way Feel like the gold mine is my home And if I could find the right words to say Maybe our gold mine will 